Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Evening, gents. Hi, Chris. Yeah. Chris. You want a bit of Rosmatars to start? You don't get on Sky Sports, do you? <laughs> Should do. Shall we play a game? No. No. <laughs> the spin in the chair game. <laughs> to be fair, we've actually played the spin in the, the, the chair game. Uh, We're middle-aged the, men. I know, but the fucking thing weren't pressed to record, were it? No. So I'm not doing it again because I still feel sick. As if people didn't hate this intro enough, but they won't need 10 minutes of us spinning on chairs <laughs> in my kitchen. Middle-aged men. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the island, anyway? The first, it's the first time I've ever seen it clear. I sprayed it as well. Did that, you? It's a flora. It's a lovely drop. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's not... <laughs> lovely drop? It's not, <laughs> well, it looks like you've had a few lovely, lovely drinks. <laughs> Any bottles nice of wine? Nice little bit tonic. <laughs> I know my dad was down. Yeah, it's uh, it's first I've seen it cleared. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. That's a flora. David Stockdale last week. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's uh, with what I've seen on Twitter and everything. Uh, he's half resurrected himself in the mm. Birmingham area. A few apologies, isn't they? Yeah. yeah, from Birmingham fans. He sounds like a tit, doesn't he? That Dom. Yeah, and but like like he said, you know, he know, he doesn't hold anything against the club or the fans or anything. the fans were brilliant, and it's just a shame when a, a bad owner tarnishes. But he's still yeah. there, isn't he? He's still there. Yeah. Is he? I think the pushing for he? a takeover. Dong's gone. Dong's gone. Oh, Dong. But yeah. Ding Dong. Still... Right. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Monkey doesn't come out of it too well, does he? No. no but you, it's like we've talked about loads of times about the owners pulling the strings and with his hands tied behind his back where he's like, well, f- what do I do? I I've got to, I've got to put him with the 19s or wherever he puts him or if I, if I go against the owner, that's my job gone. Yeah, but you'd rather him just tell you that, wouldn't you? Can't yeah. play you. I've got. Yeah, ding, I don't know why the door. I've yeah. got Ding Dong upstairs saying I can't play you. I can't, so I can't play you. Did you <laughs> see um, one of the best videos I've seen is when Ronaldo pied Neville. He, he obviously seen it coming because <laughs> of the eyes. Like, oh, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Yeah, he's just pied. <laughs> but I think the best thing about it were Carragher put it up within about four seconds, didn't he? <laughs> Straight off, something like. <laughs> Welcome to the Ronaldo Pie Club or something. <laughs> he zoomed in on his telly. Fucking grow up, Cristiano. You know, I've, I've said it for years. He's, a, he's an arsehole. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been telling you for years. Walking. Have you, never, have you ever thought about just fucking off early? You, you just never. I've come off and started fucking throwing my boots and that. You see, you're just as bad. No, you're, but, you're, I, but you're, I've got a valid so excuse. Okay. You've got a sulk in you. 
To be you fair, all that. Whenever you I used to get, you, you don't get bed. Whenever I get uh, used to get dragged, though, they're, they're probably were warranted. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll probably be shit. So it's not as if I, I should have stayed on. But the the one time at, it were at Fleetwood with Graham Alexander, and I've I've just gone ballistic. Started throwing my boots. It's a fucking disgrace. This. You're a fucking arsehole. Lucas Air bottles and. Uh, no, just boots. Started throwing my boots. I think I might have thrown them more than once. Give us another spin. More than it? once? Yeah. Well, so you've thrown them and then you've gone and you've yeah, gone and got them and fro- really get your point forward. Well, I don't. I don't know if you noticed the first time. So <laughs> you got to get Throw them harder. Uh, but it were warranted. Believe it. Oh, it were warranted. Luke Varney this week. Yeah. Teammate. Yeah, for a bit. Good round the dre- good in the dressing room. Yeah, Jack in the box. Yeah, you, could, you got that. He's it's one of them. If you, you know, if shot. you come in on the morning and you're in a bit of a sulk, tired, tired, quiet, and then he comes barging through the door like a bat out of hell. Within a minute, you, oh, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're not tired anymore. <laughs> no. He said. I think we talk about it in the episode. How, you know, you, we talk. We say about people liking players around the place. Like you said, if you've had a bad defeat or anything, the, the lightning, the mood, and mm. people not not being focused on on the bad side of things, but being able to relax, enjoy himself. See, yeah, he says he took pride in it, didn't he? Yeah. So he, that he that's what he, one of his strengths mm-hmm. is. A see, there's a fine line with that though, with the managers. Is is, is if you've had, if you've been dicked away and you're on the coach after someone's dicking about, and and somebody's having a laugh and a joke. The manager could be thinking, he don't give a fuck him. Yeah, well, yeah. I've seen, we flew back from Plymouth under uh, McCarthy and he was sat at the front and the lads were messing about at the back and he's come marching down the aisle. Mick has. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like Gary Neville. <laughs> 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 I remember it. And he, he tore the lads. A new one. Yeah. So that's the final t- Like you say, there's a, there's a time and a place. Mm. But yeah, I can imagine him being an incredible teammate. Not the best roommate. So I think I think it, you get you to get the point where you're like, you. look, yeah. just fuck yeah. off. Especially, After you t- you especially if you've courses. been brought off and you've got a soul con. <laughs> you've just had three courses for your tea, you just want to get the telly on. Yeah. Speak to nobody. Game bath. Uh, maybe a sleeping tablet before you get off. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell you one thing though. Love will keep us together. It will. <laughs> Not many t shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good fit. Galapagos Island, is it? No, no. But is it supposed to be an island? Local or? band, Lee. Or is it support local businesses? Hello. Or is it local band yeah. members? <laughs> it's not loads of sharks, is it feeding? No. It's new it, as well, is it? Because it's, it's still black. Brand spanker. It's fresh out of the packet this morning. It's dump. <laughs> <laughs> when I've just touched it, then it's dump. <laughs> hell, have you got a leak in here at all? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking island's going to be like a swimming pool. Should we uh, get him in then? Yeah. Oh, live shows. They're all on sale. Including, I think Norwich is coming very soon, I believe. Yeah. Um, Dublin's good Dublin, to go. That's on sale. We want that to be big because we want everybody to come over and have a good weekend. Yeah. And after after Woody's demonstration, I think there's been looking for somewhere in Plymouth, maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll fly back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking again. I'm in car to Plymouth. <laughs> He's invited us to we'll a gig see. as well, Chrissy. Oh, has he? Yeah. Just, just me, me and you. Just me and you. <laughs> Get your sins off, lads. <laughs> it's have a nice night. Will it be all expenses paid and all that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You sure? VIP. Oh, oh, v- VIP, I think he said. Oh, was it? Double? Yeah. 
What is that actually? Because that is a thing, isn't it? Very, 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 very important. Double V's. That's for you. Where you sat at home watching DVD like we were last Friday. If it clashes with a Robbie concert, I'm not able to make it (laughs) because I'm good on tour with him. To be honest, (laughs) (laughs) got my t-shirt and I'm just ticking them off up back. (laughs) Yeah, Hamburg. Yeah, you like to stay on Matty, don't you? We might get a VVIP lottery winners uh, invite as well after this week. So we, we, where are we going to see them? Oh, when, in when Leeds, I, they're in Leeds. When, is that when you go, that when you go in? July. Oh, you're busy. <laughs> don't matter if you're busy or not, you're not fucking coming. I'll have to see who else is touring. <laughs> Shall we get him in then? Yeah, let's get him in. See you in July, Woody. <laughs> and, the, and the lads. <laughs> Always loved Bastille, aren't you? Oh, honestly, I'm his second favourite band <laughs> after Robbie. Spoke a bit about the... Um my initiation at Blackburn. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you took the heat right off me. <laughs> to be fair, I think you all got away lightly. It was uh, being on a bus instead of a stage, you know what I mean? But I remember that well because we'd played, didn't we play the game in the day and Gaz had offered us a night out and I think Craig Conway got aft in the corner and we all ended up having a full-scale scrap, haven't we? I had corner flags out, whacking Spanish lads and everything. <laughs> but, uh, what, on the game? Yeah. I've spoke about it. Remember Willow? Yeah. Willow's five foot seven and he's all in, isn't he? Yeah. Just swinging. Lee Williamson. Lee Williamson. Just going towards these Portuguese. What were you swinging? Who were you playing? It was like a local. I can't remember. Maybe a third. I fuck knows. It was a pre season. Pre season. Friendly. But we'd we'd trained like a bollocks off all week, haven't we? Proper good week. You know what it's like. You'd pre season, you put it all in, looking forward to that night out. And then, like we say, he got got off, we'd all ran over. 20 man brawl wasn't there and then he he said after the game you have to remember you're representing Blackburn Rovers and you're not going out and I was like what so we were fuming weren't we he said you can come for a meal with staff instead and we're like fuming here so he's obviously took us that restaurant me and Paul Robinson ended up getting a good few bottles of uh, bubbling and vodka and stuff and we still had a good night and then I took my opportunity to get on the mic and uh, let a few lads have it didn't I but uh because the crap was you have to introduce yourself, yeah. talk a bit about yourself for 30 seconds and then sing a song. But as soon as I've picked the mic up, bear in mind I'd only signed probably two weeks prior, he's just caned us for the full 40 seconds. <laughs> oh, because I was injured, shock. How the fuck's he passed a medical? <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, big nose. Yeah. <laughs> you, just you, you know what I was? Went with it. Yeah. I was just gutted I went to fourth choice striker. You know what I mean? I fucking <laughs> thinking, how the fuck's he jumped in front of me here? Even though I hadn't done anything so far, but... Uh, I yeah, so had, lawyer, yeah. didn't, didn't take as long. We had a message, actually. If, if you were both still playing for Blackburn now, who, who would have scored first? Oh, not me. I don't think any of us to be. I think we'd still be, <laughs> still be going <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah, it was a sticky spell at Blackburn as well. Uh, <laughs> not as sticky as his, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, to be fair. I didn't really play because Rhodesy and Gested were just incredible that. both had 25 goals and I didn't score in training so you got no chance here I was <laughs> I was uh I think he used me just to come on and win a few headers last few minutes but you were good around the place yeah you? that's the one I got that quite a lot of clubs yeah it's not yeah we spoke yeah. before that about uh my 18 month shelf life and 
I don't think I'd have a bad uh, reference of most managers, but most of it was about that being nice around the place. So did you that. see that as yourself when you're at a club that you were part of your role, keeping everybody happy, keeping keeping it fun around the place? Yeah, you know, when I finish now and look at it and think to myself, I didn't I didn't really fall out of anyone. Do you know what I mean? And you see quite a lot of fights, don't we? You know, in training that, and I thought I had a few people wanting to beat me up for, for messing about. Not really, <laughs> like I think I think of a couple. Um, Leon Clark at uh, Chef Wed, he, he, he played instead of me one game and I walked past and touched a shot. You know, he's having a massage. You can imagine that in the way dressing room at Leicester away, quite tight. And I've whacked the shower, fucking lashed him with water. He's picked me up, grabbed me by the neck. Fucking legs are dangling like this. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, you mardy bastard. Do you know what I mean? But just, I was quite mischievous, but I actually got through my career being me, do you know what I mean? That yeah. was me, everyone will tell you I used to. But I, got, I get through it now and think to myself, could I concentrate a bit more? Maybe got a bit more out of it. Probably not really. You still worked hard, though. Didn't yeah, you? I didn't didn't have a lot of ability, but I, I damn sure I got as much as I could. I think Neil Warnock famously said about I chase a crisp packet around the pitch, so I'll, I'll take that. That'll get you three <laughs> moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, um, it wasn't that first, my first Portugal trip was the second one. Yeah, when we went back to the the villa, mm. after, probably after another night out with Tommy. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, that You've one. got Tom Kenny to thank for this. Yeah, that, that's another one. I've, I agreed to doing this. I had to tell me Mrs. the actual truth this morning because uh, <laughs> I, to I told her Matt Kilgallen kicked me in the head at near post in, in the training the day before. So, uh, so that was after that. Obviously, we got back and, and Gaz had said, listen, if I find out any one of you goes out tonight, it'll be two weeks fine. And, and I'm thinking, some of these lads on 25 grand a week here, they ain't risking 50 grand jobs. So I, so I went, come on, lads, you ain't going to find out, is it? We'll, we'll jump off the fence, get out. None of them were having it, obviously, Kenny. Yeah, that's Ben Marshall. You expect him to come out. You obviously spoke to him. Is it nutcase? I thought at least I'd get him latched on. So none of them had it. So they were playing FIFA. I'm thinking, what's fucking going on here? I'm away with lads and I want to play FIFA. So I was walking back to the room, seeing this fire extinguisher, just for listen, fuck it, we'll do it. So I pulled the door open to the common room. Thought it was water, obviously. This fucking big blue puff of powder flew out. <laughs> Couldn't see any of them. <laughs> Tommy like Smurfs. Yeah, literally <laughs> unbelievable. Tommy Spurs ran towards me, a bit closer, shot him from about, about an inch away. Shot back, him. Went under his eyelids. <laughs> Did a good coffee table, didn't he? Load of glass yeah. everywhere. So I'm fucking laughing my head off. He's extinguishing me and ran straight into a concrete pillar in the middle of the forecourt, on the deck, knocked out. I think next minute I woke up, Doc's gluing my head together. Doc was pissed. Yeah, but he was pissed as well because he'd been on night out. So it was fucking, the, the glue was like this all over my head. I think... Uh, Grant Alley's actually got a video, I've seen it, but I deleted it straight away. I couldn't look it out. I couldn't face it, to be fair. <laughs> I had a video with Tommy. Yeah. I know, yeah, he's covered in and it. And he was raging with me. Yeah. I can understand that yeah. I was just filming him. I he was know. like, Chris, fuck off. I know. <laughs> just, see, just see eyeballs. <laughs> you get, get your sitting bother with filming, doesn't you? <laughs> but I just remember for six six weeks after it, I'd see that, remember he used to line the flip-flops down the, the corridor after a Saturday game, and I'd just see blue powder on them. I was just fucking brought back every. That cost me 1200 quid as well, didn't it? For the fucking settee curtains, they had to change a lot, so. <laughs> Did you get a fine as well? Yeah, but, oh no, Gaz was fine. So I went in the morning, knocked on and said, Gaffer, he went, no, well done, Reg, last night, you were brilliant on the mic. Obviously, I'm in the lads. I went, no, nah, no, nah, I fucked up. He went, what? <laughs> he said, I got extinguisher out. I said, about killed Tommy Spurs. He said, ah, don't bother about him. <laughs> <laughs> but then after, when he told me, Short, Shorty and uh, Terry McPhillips were in the bathroom, fucking laughing their heads off. 
uh, but guys were dead serious because he had to be. And he just said, no, nah, don't worry about it. Just just playing Gary Hobson, the, the liaison. Can you remember him? He yeah. Big Obbo, bent nose Obbo. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he he cushioned it off for me. He just said, listen, just pay for the room and uh, that'll be sad. That's another thing. I've told 1,200 quid now. Mrs. will be fuming, won't you? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, what a trip, mate. Have you had, having that kind of personality, have you, who have you had in a dressing room who's just not having you whatsoever? Like I said, not, I didn't really fall out with many people. I probably knew, I knew the ones. There's some serious ones, isn't there? Just don't, oh, like yeah. don't like it. Yeah, I think for the, the time to be serious, I was serious, you know, like game yeah. day and uh, apart from that one when Clark and I wet Clarky. But <laughs> other than that, I didn't really piss in on game day. I was quite serious when it come to that. Um, yeah, didn't really fall out with many. Yeah. Must admit, yeah, got on with most lads. With anybody who you thought, right, Every morning, I've, I can have him like that. Whenever I want it, I can actually get this kid going. Yeah, maybe like on Monday mornings, you know, after a loss. Because I was quite, um, I used to, you know, I used to love Holloway. He, he had that skill of never talking about, if he'd been at an Iden on a Saturday, he'd just talk about any chickens he'd lost on his, for, on, on his farm on the, the, the Sunday night, which just took away that we'd been beat 5-0 somewhere. And he just changed that thing. And I had that sort of I, I was able to do that change the mentality of the place do you know what I mean um, so to go in and probably know how to change that mood was quite I think a skill that I enjoyed doing you know on a Monday morning when it's because you know it's like it can be a, a deathly place yeah. after you've had a good hiding somewhere but individually I probably wouldn't know that many that I, I, I wound up purposely but I enjoyed most of the dressing rooms I was in you've played, played under a few favourites of ours haven't you yeah McCarthy Warnock, Holloway. Yeah. All good gaffers, obviously proper blokes, do you know what I mean? The sort of the managers that they used to walk in and stand by your bed sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I, I love that. I used to, the, the modern way now is the players are that close to the managers. There's it's not that sort of, that scare factor. Like if Mick walked in, we some of the lads would be in the gym, you know, like come March doing bench press with flip-flops on. You'd run to the dressing room, get your trainers, that sort of stuff, do you know what I mean? And uh, I remember one year we, I moved the family down to Ipswich. Actually, I did a lot of traveling and left them at home, but they came down to Ipswich and we had a lovely uh, pad on the marina, little balcony. So I took them down for Christmas one year. So I said to the kids, come on, Santa comes everywhere. Even if you've got a balcony, we'll jump on here, no bother. So we put the, <laughs> we put, put the, put the carrots on, the, the milk, king glass of champagne, put kids bed. I said to her, come on then, we've got to get rid of this now. So marina's there, I'm fucking lobbing carrots in the, in the marina tipping the champagne off, off, the, off the balcony. All I've heard in this thick fucking Yorkshire accent, Reggie! And I've looked up, because he used to live above me, we'll have fucking rats around here, so we had me that. <laughs> I was in the office Monday morning, and it's a fucking hour. Can you imagine hearing his voice shouted out, fucking shit myself. I've had, Santa I've ran, night, Dad. I knew he was there, but I just shut my door and ran in as quick as I could, like, so it was fucking. But, uh, but nah, he was, uh, like I say, proper bloke. I, I did my Achilles in a, uh, I was on loan from Blackburn, uh, did my Achilles and I'd been promised a two year deal. Literally thought that was it, season over because I was out of contract at Blackburn. Uh, he ran me on the Monday morning, had the surgery and just said, we can't honor that contract, but I'll look after you. I kept my house on, uh, kept, got me fit, did all my rehab and, and honored that contract in January. So yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased for that. And uh, I was glad that I got back and, and played for him for, good six months or another 18 month shelf life after that. So. <laughs> and much about Darry or what was he like? Yeah, he was, uh, he was a great manager and a great coach. I think picking me up from when in the village I played for now. So this is, it was nine steps below the league that crew were in. 
So, so how, how old were you when you got your first yeah, pro so contract? I, I got released at Leicester at 14, then went and did a few dodgy jobs uh, and then played at Quorn and then Crew saw me when I was 20, I think. Yeah, they come and watch me a couple of games. That would have been quite rare for Crew oh. as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, they like to bring players through, yeah. you know what I mean? They're yeah. technically brilliant, which was complete opposite to me. But the games they'd watch me, the one I knew, I had an absolute stinker, so I thought that was it, I'm, I'm screwed here. But on the Monday, they rang me up and I think they offered crew 50 grand, so uh, offered corn 50 grand, so I was on my way up. So I think like 425 quid a week, I thought it the fucking lottery, you know what I mean? I was absolutely <laughs> buzzing, so. Straight in the first day? No, I think I'd, a couple of weeks I went with the reserves and we did like a couple of under, I just remember the first couple of days, because you, you might not know so about crew, they obviously, they do a lot of uh, weights, Baz, Baz Beasley name was, do a lot of um, proper split cleans and that sort of stuff, you know, deadlifts. We talk about the technical ability, but they do a lot of strength work there. And I'm fucking lifting weights, falling over, and I'm thinking, <laughs> this ain't no good for me. I've got D <laughs> Dean Ashton, Rob Hulls here, 18 years old, Dean, I was up here, you know, brick shit house. I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make this. But then just my rawness, you know, from because I played against blokes in this league and I think I ended up scoring on my debut at Sellhurst and, and that was a, a great night. I think Dario had said, I think I broke on the halfway line, Kenny Lunt had put me through and uh, dinked the goalie and I slid on my knees and I got in at half time and Dario sort of, sort of fucking whacked me around back of the head. He went, celebrate in front of our fans next time. I said, I thought the fucking were. <laughs> <laughs> and then hit me again. I thought, fuck you, do you know what I mean? So it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a great stint there. We've heard it. a lot about his like, emphasis on improving players oh. individually. Is it, did you get that one-to-one? -one? Massively. I think he always used to say to me about, you know, I talk about my manner, about being happy and being quite buzzing playing. He always said to me, that if I was scowling, then I won't have a good game. He knew that if I was having a laugh and having a joke, I used to, I used to love it on the pitch. You know, if defenders used to get into me. I used to not talk, you know, some of them talk, don't they? Defenders trying to get into you. But I used to just fucking wind them up. Do you know what I mean? I, that, that was my what, manner about being on the pitch. So what even, kind of strategy are you going with? Yeah, it just really helped me. You no, know, sometimes if I'd like, not that now nah, these this day and age everyone's trying to make people ain't they? but I just used to run past people fucking having a bit of a giggle and that do you know what I mean wait for the tackle next one but you get you get your fair share don't you you, t you take the hits with the roll so it was uh, but yeah I used to love that sort of side of the game what were it like sort of obviously coming from Quorn into a professional dressing room were you a bit like what the fuck's going off here yeah it was nuts I think the only thing about crew obviously is there's no pressure we were never pressured to win games it was all about development obviously you look at the the, the line of players they've had, Neil Lennon's, the, the, what have they had, Dean Ashton, there's, there's hundreds that have come through through there. And that, that was their, that was Dario's way. He never said to us about the pressure to win these games. We went up and down from Championship to League One. And I, he just let me go, really. He just let me enjoy my time. And I actually had a shoulder injury quite early and I thought that'd be me. But they gave me another another couple of year deal and, and that really sort of gave me massive confidence. And that next year I got 25 goals, so... Was that with Maynard or from yeah, Maynard? Yeah, that, that was probably my best year as a, as a partnership. You don't really get them now. I know that you tend to play one up front with wingers, don't you? But uh, yeah, we used to just have a like a, a weird, like, you know, we used to do overs, flicks, and it always used to just come off. It, it was a brilliant year and I really enjoyed that. We speak a lot about the young lads at Crew, but Coxie was that Neil Cox was there with you. Grandy? Yeah, Tony, Tony Grant. Grant. Great. Really weird signings for crew, like you just yeah. said, Dario got him in. I think at the time he must have wanted a bit of experience. Uh, we, we took us to Alba, Albafira one uh, pre-season and 
Dario knew that with the young lads, we'd want to get out. Albert Fear was a bit of a party land. You know what I mean, I mean, Stag do that. It was lip bleeding lovely. But, uh, <laughs> Smack on the balls. Yeah, yeah that exactly one. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just told Dario, I'll meet on there. I'm on the Stag do. <laughs> no, but he'd said to Grantie and, and Neil Cox about looking after us all. And we thought, okay, I'll get into Cox. You know what I mean? He'll let us have a few beers. So we had us on the beach at eight o'clock every morning doing a 5K run. So we'd set off. In two minutes after, I've turned around and Coxie and Grantie are face down in the sand. I'm thinking, if Dario turns around and sees this, we're fucked. So, them pair were let to look after us and, and we ended up looking after them, to be honest. Oh, so you did go out? Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when that, that, um, that year when you and Nicky Maynard are just on fire, are you, when you've got a partnership like that, I think, what, 44 goals between you both, are you, are you mates, good mates off the field as well, or is it training? Yeah, we were. Working? I think uh, Nicky won't mind me saying he was a bit, uh, he was enjoying that, the other side of the game a little bit as well. He was a bit more, he went big time, but he loved that. He was a young lad. I think he'd only been 18, 19. So, and I, I wasn't living in crew, so I was going back home, like we said, driving up and down. But uh, yeah, we, had, we still speak to each other now, we still call each other partner. Which is it's just quite oh, good to be back. Yeah, yeah, kill that. Kill. Howdy, partner. Got him in your phone as partner. Howdy, partner. So uh, yeah, still got a good relationship with him. Who got the better move? How about you two? Fucking, he got a bit more money. I think he had a couple of promotions without playing. Did he go Cardiff and then they got promoted? Then he went West Ham and got promoted as well, didn't he? So um, I don't think he didn't. He played a few games in the Premier League, didn't he? But uh, we, oh, yeah, I think wow. between us, we did, we did all right. Do you know what I mean, most of my days within the championship which I loved that was me that nitty gritty side of it do you know what I mean I loved that but uh, yeah we both did okay out of it we spoke about um, Charlie Austin didn't we because him and Billy Payton one season they were exactly the same yeah, yeah. and you'd think I think Billy's stock was probably higher yeah than Austin's at the time but Austin's obviously gone on to do alright yeah I think this, we had uh, Neil Saunders used to come in Dean Saunders used to Neil Saunders fucking hell don't get rid of that Dean Saunders <laughs> used to come in and uh, do a coaching session with us because he knew Dario and uh, he said, if I ever get hold of a team, I'll take you to wherever I go. Because he, he, he did a, just put a few like waves of attack together. Me and him started doing things and he was like, fuck me, do you know what I mean? And then after that session, I was in the car, I had a red golf at the time and it didn't reverse. It was fucking knackered. I had, <laughs> I had, had 150k on it. <laughs> you imagine I was driving from here to fucking corn every day for fucking three years. Where'd you park? So uh, that was, this was the problem. So I used, to, I used to park in a bay where I had to go out front ways. <laughs> But then I fucked up, so I told a couple of lads, so they used to block me in. So I used to have to push it, turn the wheel, push it again, turn the wheel. So it took me 20 minutes to get out of space. So Dean Saunders in his car on the phone, obviously lining my next move up. And he's gone, I can't sign this cunt. He's like, car don't reverse. He's out the window, what are you doing? I said, my car don't reverse, can you imagine? <laughs> so he's fucking laughing his head off. So he's, um, I can't imagine it could pass an MOT if nah, it can't reverse. Nah, when I saw the chart and I give it to my brother, I didn't tell him. But <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, you know, during that scene, you had that game against United as well and you scored in the League Cup and straight after that, you know, the buzz builds, doesn't it? Especially when it's a lower team against United, you have a good game. Straight after that game, are you are you feeling there's a move coming? Yeah, it sort of kicked up a bit from that point. I think we played Wigan after as well. That Wigan might have been around before the round. We had two good games in the Cup and we was, me and Nicky were scoring in the league as well at the time. Uh, I had about... 50 or 60 come up from around here on a bus as well. And bearing in mind, I was still playing Sunday football when I was at, at Quorn. So a lot of them all came across and yeah, that was just a, a dream for me. Do you know what I mean? Playing in that game and... But it, it, I say a dream, it wasn't... I was in... I felt like I was in it for the right reasons. I wasn't like 
I always just wanted to talk about that rawness. I just wanted to keep getting in better, get, keep improving. I used to stand next to the, the players and think that underdog mentality that I kept for, throughout my whole career uh, stunned me well, do you know what I mean? Because I just, I just thought to myself, I'm gonna have a go at these like here, do you know what I mean? I've just, I've been playing against blokes yeah. for, for years, played at some, had some good kickings off non-league players. These like ain't gonna, ain't yeah. gonna scare me, so. Do you think that the, the, the route that you took as well, like working uh, before getting into football, give you, give you that hunger? Massive. I, I, I honestly say now, my best two years in football were, were to Cheltenham and uh, a lot of the lads are just sort of playing for the mortgages, do you know what I mean? And I used to say to them, what's one of them fuckers, do you know what I mean? Nah, I didn't, I didn't. But I just, I just used to, I just, yeah, used, to, I just used to say to them, listen, I, I love that. There's lads in like League One, League Two on 500 quid, you know what I mean? People mm. sweep up on building sites for that, do you know what I mean? And, and the professional footballers, but that, um, I used to love that, that, feeling of I, I used to think the bigger the club the bigger the, the whoppers were you know some of the clubs like we we talk about Blackburn some of the lads on 25 grand a week didn't speak a word to them yeah. off the pitch just fucking I think they'd cleaned a lot of them out before I yeah, went yeah that but, was that was yeah. a big part of there I think I remember I know a lot of, I don't want to name drop too much we had like Leon Best and, and Dixon Atuu we spoke about Chris Neville being the best fitness coach I ever had I don't know if he was probably yeah, one of yours and they're on the phones in activation, uh, doing like buying trainers, you know, like they used to do, oh, I just got this for a grand and I used to fall, have some fucking respect, do you know what I mean? And then you go down to sort of league two and they're just, just proper blokes, yeah. do you know what I mean? Earning a living, which it, I love that. So that's a bit of me. Bit two million quid for you, Charlton? Yeah. Fucking yeah, I bet Daddy all got a fair chunk of oh, then, didn't he? Did, yeah. yeah. To be fair, that was, uh, it was a long, long old out really that because I, in the March, you know, we said after the Man U game, it all kicked up a bit. So I started getting managers back in the day. It was, uh, this this could be a bit dodgy to be fair. I had Gareth Southgate come to my house in March. He was manager at uh, Middlesbrough at the time. So I was like, okay, now Middlesbrough, here we go. He promised me seven grand a week for about five year deal. He said, we've got to get rid of Viduka first. I'm thinking, I can't fucking replace that, can you? I mean, you know what? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck you now. So uh, I was at my uh, advisor's house, which is just around the corner. He's the chairman of Corns, <laughs> Stu Turner. So I said, fuck it, all I've got to do now is finish the season well, um, and then I'll get this move to Finger. They started talking to me about places to live up there. Spoke to the missus, she's like, it'd be sound that, wouldn't it? We're going, we're going to have a go up there because it looked like a good, great club at the time. So finish the season, uh, broke my toe just after actually fucking about hotel again that's another story but uh, <laughs> we'll get on to that yeah and then um, about, about a week after the season finished this this agent rang me fucking scouse agent never spoke to me in my life he said I've got a manager that wants to speak to you so the, the corn chairman said what do you reckon he said well we've promised Gareth now he said well do no harm will it so we jumped on a train got off at St Pancras walked in Landmark Hotel in London and Alan Pardew sat there and I was like fucking hell here we go so he said, whatever they've offered you, we'll give you a double. So I went interested in the money, but I said, give that contract here. Fuck you, fuck you, Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so it was, uh, Alan had started talking about how many crosses he'd get for me. I said, I don't bother, give that <laughs> So I signed that, rang the, rang, rang the missus at St. Pancras. I said, give her a fucking 100 grand signing on as well, love. She's like, ah, oh, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was fucking brilliant, really. Getting back on that train, I'll, I'll never forget it. And, and I think, uh, Corn actually got about 500 grand out of that. It's got half a million quid for a non-league club. On. Yeah, so so that was great. And then obviously seeing Gareth about <laughs> two years ago when I was at Burton, because he's obviously the England manager now. And 
you had to give me a dodgy look and I said, ah, I use your car parking space every now and again and all of a sudden. So I said, is that, is, is that me England cap out the window? Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. So, uh, yeah, good times, mate. So were you not apprehensive about moving to London at all? Or? Well, that, that's, that's the only other thing. You know, we talked about that no pressure at crew. Then going there and they'd just been relegated from the Premier League. So they, they had a few quid and a few big hitters. Darren, another one had to replace Darren Bent went that year to Tottenham. I'm thinking, fuck me. <laughs> we do kid Darren Bent. Do you know what I mean? I've just come from crew here. So, yeah, so I got injured actually pre-season, which was a bit of a nightmare. I don't think it went down well with pods, but did, did okay. Did score about seven or eight. I think we lost Andy Reid in the first January, which really killed us because he was a good player and we, we were going well then. After that season, we talked about, I used to mess about a bit. Pards had grabbed me and said, listen, you're going to have to fucking calm down a bit. you have to start concentrating on your football a bit. He'd actually took me to a reserve game after the season. Who plays in them fuckers? Do you know what I mean? About a day after the season. I think it was just a bit of a telling off. And I was like, no probs. So I went away in the summer, got myself really fit for, I'm going to get my head down now and concentrate. So we went to pre-season to Cadiz, big golf complex. I'm, I'm thinking, come on, let's train properly, keep your head down. Even if he says night out, just looking, you know what I mean? Look after yourself. So... The night before, the day before the night out, we had a ride right, a cup players v staff. So it was, uh, we I was in the last but one group. We had Rob Elliott was my partner. You know, the keeper was at Watford. And the last group was Pardew, Nicky Weaver, Ben Thatcher and uh, Woodman. You know, the goalie. You had him on as well, didn't you? Top man, eh? <laughs> so I'd, we, we got in the last but one group and found out the scores were all level. So I'm fucking giddy. I'm fucking, get, let's find out how they're getting on. So Pards and Weaves had drove off, Woody and Thatcher drove off. I said to Rob Elliott, get in, get in the buggy, we'll go down and find out. Got off, it was dead mountainous, of course. So I said, Rob, get in, we'll go and find out. They've hit the drive. I was like, are oh, you getting on the toll? The scores were all level, so we're getting excited. I've whipped the buggy around. It's literally fucking toppled down this mountain. Doof, 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 doof. I've ended up on top of Rob Elliott. He's broke his collarbone. Imagine I've told Pardew I'm going to fucking calm myself down. <laughs> He's walked past me pushing his trolley, just gone like that. <laughs> Didn't even, I'm on the side of the fairway like that. What, has he there. seen you at the bottom? He's seen me at the bottom of this hill, fucking in bits like that. <laughs> Buggy's on top of me and Rob Elliott. Rob Elliott <laughs> screaming his head off, his collarbone's up here. And and that it was fucking tough going, that, do you know what I mean? That's another 1,200 quid it cost me for, for the buggy. But again, <laughs> sat on the way to training with a fucking buggy with a roofing off, do you know what I mean? Just, lads just in bits, mate. It was, just, it was always me, mate. It always happened to me. I don't know what's fucking... How did the Ryder Cup go? I think we won. Yeah, it was buzzing, mate. Worth it, then, wasn't it? Yeah, so... But that, his face, mate, he's just going like that, fuck me. You know, when you've got in Charlton then, because, like, we had um, Malcolm Christie on, who, similar, similar uh, journey where he's ended up like Charlton have just been yeah. relegated from the Premier League. A lot of Premier League players there, and and he was, it, it didn't know how to act, like trying to be on a level with these Better Premier League players. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a tough. So tough. did you not get that though? The fact that you're being told stop messing about. Yeah, that was. He was going into dress, especially into Charlton dressing. Like we just spoke about Andy Reid. I think what settled me really quick. I'd just gone for my medical, and I put my stuff in the changing room, and I, I walked in a fucking. Or smell of the place up. So I looked over, I had a brand new Mulberry wash bag, you know, like you do in the day, you want a nice wash bag, didn't you? I had a fucking Sondico on when I was at Quorn, but <laughs> I bought a nice Mulberry on, tan leather. 
and I fucking smell it. I was like, what's going off here? And I've looked over and there was a big curly shit on it. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? Is that mine? So I've opened it, it's got me toothbrush in. I'm thinking, you can't. So then I've gone out to jog and, and Ben Thatcher's just giggling to himself. I was like, what's up with this cunt here? Never met him, do you know what I mean? So when we found out it was him and th then I just thought, is this the sort of stuff that goes on? I thought, this is a bit of me, this is, do you know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, that, that that just settled me right in, to be fair. And, okay, and, yeah. So a shit on your wash bag while at the turning mate, point. Yeah, that was it. I just thought, it'd be right here, mate. It's bit, this is a bit of me, it's a bit of banter, do you know what I mean? You say they're getting back, I wouldn't dare, mate. It's a fucking animal, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that pre-season, we went Marbella and we went, uh, you know, Sinatra was on the marina and I've looked over and he was the only one that weren't allowed to go out on his own. He had to stand next to pods all night. <laughs> so Chris Willem, who's walked up to the bar, Snatcher's just got his old bill out, started pissing up his jeans. I'm just like, what the fuck's going off here? Do you know what I mean? Big puddle of piss around him. And I'm like, this geezer's different, mate. I ain't messing about with him. <laughs> well, so he had to be chaperoned by... Yeah, he had to by... stay next to pods. Apparently Scott Carson did it year before. They weren't allowed to leave his side all night. We're all, we can do what we want, but them two have got to stay next to Gaffer, so... And just Tells imagine you one of them to... leads, you know, that you put on toddlers <laughs> so you don't lose them in a crowd. <laughs> Tells you all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, so... Was he good, Bardio? Oh, brilliant, mate. It's too fair. You know, like we used to think, you know, when you used to go in a hotel, all in your trackies, like all oh, football looking well, you'd think everyone would be staring at you, but the fucking gaffer walk in, looks a million dollars, then he sue fucking white. Uh, it was just, uh, they called him chocolate, didn't they? He's like, he used to lick himself and stuff. And But we used to, I never forget, we used to get the game Saturday and he'd be like, let's turn that fucking music down. I've got a headache. He'd been out on the Friday. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, we've got a fucking football game here. Do you know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's more bothered about his headache, but. Uh, yeah, we did. We, I got on well with him. I think what, one other thing that happened with him when I was at Charlton, I'd only got eighteen months into that contract, and he got sacked. Sheffield Chef United beat us on a Tuesday night quite heavily, to be fair. And on that on that Tuesday night, on the Wednesday night, I had Mark Hudson round having a meal with his missus. I, we didn't. I didn't really have many. I didn't really get close to a lot of lads down. You know, we say about the size of the club. I didn't really get close to them, but we were having a meal, and the, the chief exec had rang me and said, we've sacked Alan, uh, Derby have come in for you. I was like, right, I said, I don't think I'm ready to leave yet. I feel like, he went, no, no, Derby have come in for you. We owe Alan a million quid. We're gonna have to, you're gonna have to take it. So I signed for them and I think they paid him off with that sort with that money, do you know what I mean? So it all, but I ended up getting home. So it was out of that pressure cooker into another one, but it, it all worked out all right, to be fair. You never parked in Jerome Thomas's space, did you? Fucking hell. Mate, that, that, it, him, so. He battered me my first day. He made me, I say Fatch made me feel at home. He, he did as well. So I'd, I'd, I'd signed for it. <laughs> but they did shit yeah, on you there. No, no. <laughs> so, you know, we said uh, I'd signed, uh, pods had come for me quite quickly after the season because the one I'd, I'd done all right in the end of that season and quite, you know, normally they wait till June so you've been on holiday and then the clubs start coming for you. But they were trying to get hold of me, which was quite nice to know. So I'd signed for mid-May. It was mid-May. So then I'd gone to, to Marbella Looked in my bank at end of the month. I had no money in there because I said we want 425 could we eat. I was paying my mortgage when I had one. But then <laughs> we got to uh, got to end of the month. I looked in my bank, I had 20 grand. I'm thinking, fuck me, I've only had two weeks wages here. So I went straight to Audi, bought a black A3. Leather. <laughs> got rid of, got rid of me red golf, uh, golf. Give that me, brother. <laughs> it can reverse. That was the first thing I tried. And I got the shape <laughs> So I I've thought you said I went straight to Aldi. Hey, good shop, good shop, isn't it? Tonight, I, I, do, I do like Aldi, it's a good shop, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, so I pulled in, at, so I got back from, from, from uh, Marbella, this brand new Aldi, took Mrs. in showroom, said, we'll have that black one there. 
first day I drove in, walked into Charlton car park, Jerome went, you can't have that here. I said, I've just bought you, cunt. It's got 50 mile on it. Do you know what I mean? He goes, nah, because he's got his Bentley, obviously with his leather roof. I've heard all them stories, haven't we? So I, I changed it six months later and got an M6 and felt a bit more at home. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Big time cunts. <laughs> I didn't give me brother that Audi. I sold that for a page, you know what I mean? One of your favourite stories was uh, when Woody was on about hitting the woman, same woman twice. Were you there then or not? No, but I have heard the story. Fucking. Just tell us it's true, man. Woody, yeah, he's, Woody's and he's fucking great, mate. You know them sort of, that staff. I used to think of Woody as a bit of a go-between between the players, but he was so close with pards. Yeah, not you didn't have to be careful. Uh, and I just, I really love working with Woody. Can you imagine Woody and Weeze together, can't you? Fucking, honestly, it was great times, mate. Did it help you that we, somebody like Weeze was down there with you? Oh, you know, massively. Just... I think... Um, Another lunatic? Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Fuck me. I made a few cups of tea. Do you know what I mean? I said, Woody's back on away games. He was like, well, I was one of them, mate. I used to think, what's going on here? Is this the rules of a fucking on an away day? But... Uh, some of it, he's, he's told a few stories about his Dublin. You know, he's one where he, he, got, he went missing for 48 hours. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, I, I, I was the one that took him home. The country. He didn't mention that I was the lad, because obviously he was at Wednesday at the time, wasn't he? But the state of him, because we got quite pally with him and his wife. And some of the, I've had to carry him home from Beckingham a few times down in Charlton. And he's, he's a big lad, isn't he? <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a live show in Dublin. He's and the a, amount of people that have messaged saying, just get Nicky Weaver oh, on mate, from that a, story when he couldn't stand <laughs> he up. He walk down every street in Dublin. Well, Fucking zigzag down remember. every shit. Do you know what I mean? He was honestly, mate. Some, some. But he meeting people like him and Fatch, just different blokes than what I've been with. Do you know what I mean? A crew, completely different yeah. characters that you think to yourself, fuck me. I'm trying to think of the level of lunatic you've got to be to have to stand next to your manager on a night out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine? Well, but where's the level? Is he a good player, Thatcher? Or were he a, a little <laughs> bit like you with the. Oh, he's just great round the place. Well, oh. He was, yeah, he was a good player and he had some fucking great clubs. Um, were he worth the. Asshole. Uh, yeah, I think he was. I think he told us about, remember when he elbowed Mendes? Yeah. He said about that, he told us a story about his message, just looked at him when he walked in the door, like, what have you done? Do you know what I mean? He had that like switch, which was brilliant, right? He he was brother-in-law with Luke Young, I don't know if you know, but they, they were at Charlton at the same time. They used to just fucking straight leg each other in training all the time, that competitive edge. But that's probably why it got them where they both got, do you know what I mean? Even in training, they were, they were hammering each other, so... I still get a text off him now, every now and again, fuck you, how are you, bold bastard? You know, stuff like <laughs> just bringing you back down to earth. Quick break in play, gents, for our favourite VPN service. Put my jacket on, I wish I could VPN my location to somewhere a bit hotter. Okay, now tell us about <laughs> it. Where would you go? Mexico. Do Doha. Somewhere nice. Which World cheap Cup net, coming? Cheap Netflix yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah, well, for those who don't know, NordVPN is the best VPN in the world. World, yeah. 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 <laughs> Took the words out. Because oh, yeah. you, you were, you were, gonna, you were th thinking you're over-egging it, weren't you, when you yeah. said the best in the world. But, but No, is. you're yeah, probably right. You're probably right. Uh, if you don't know, you can bench your location. So if you want to watch those things that are abroad, the matches, or get uh, cheaper Netflix and, and other uh, streaming services, you can, you can do that by benching your location anywhere in the world. We've had a lot of positive feedback from yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, it, used is, it, and it, it is a bit of a shambles, really, though, isn't it? That people in other countries can watch our football and we can't. Mm. So that day for I tell it. you what, Glastonbury tickets are going on sale this weekend. I'm using my VPN. Oh, he's buying tickets from Australia. Boop, boop, up the queue. Magnificent. Hello. I don't want to go to Glastonbury, <laughs> don't get me. Get you a ticket <laughs> anyway. Nah. <laughs> get you a ticket anyway. Just tell us what it's like. Last, <laughs> last thing I want to do is shitting on other people's shit. I'll and just also, watch a three o'clock kickoff. And also... Yeah. 
if you, me or no else. If you want to keep your um, pass, passwords and your bank details secure, what have they got? Is it still military style security? Oh, it's still military style. Well, I don't yeah. think I don't think it is a case of if you want to. Surely you've we got all to. Do. Surely you've got to. No, if you it. want that, if you want the military style, right. Then you want to be using NordVPN. It's a given, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right, cut the shit, Chrissy. Have we got an offer? On? Have we got it? We've always got an offer. Thirty day money back guarantee plus four months free. Four. Four months free, same as last time. And you look oh. short, but it's same as last time. <laughs> and and two Glastonbury tickets. <laughs> All you got to do is follow the link in the description, nordvpn.com slash kosh. I still think it's the best deal we do with this. Mm. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Did Pardew used to play on, you know, he was saying he's, he's chocolate. Oh, did, yeah. Like, you remember Massive. his dance when he was a Palace manager? Yeah, or yeah. Palace or West Ham manager? Yeah, he, he knew the game, do you know what I mean? He, uh, we had a, when I was getting back from injury, we played a reserve game at the training ground, and Mark, I don't think, Weaves, Mark, Weaves must have played as well. So the girls had come down, like, Carly said, he's fucking, he's, he loves it, do you know what I mean? He's all over it. He's like, all right, girls, do you know what I mean? That's him. What, chatting your missus up? I, I don't know, I think she was chatting him up. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, but he knew, he knew, do you know what I mean? He knew he, knew he looked well, like. <laughs> I was Paul Jewell when you arrived. Yeah, he Darby. was good. The, 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 so obviously moving there, he, he basically walked me around. The, Darby, you've been Derby training, like, fucking brilliant, mate. He walked me around. Arm around my shoulder said, You'll love it here, son. I think I was this sort of player as well. That that um that crew bit with Maynard, he wanted me and Maynard to be fair. I, I remember him saying, In the last game he watched me, I got at trick at Chesterfield and he said, How you were that night, just being raw, sprinting about, I was this type of player. And he put his arm around, he walked us around, he just said, You'll be fucking fine here. We just gotta get rid, rid of a load of the idiots. And I was thinking, all right, sound. Got sacked two weeks later, didn't he? And I've just signed a three-year deal thinking, what the fuck? And then, obviously, Clough came in. Who was he trying to get out? I don't Which, know. I'm trying to think of the year. Yeah. He said, um, remember Claude Davis? He was at Preston, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He used to come every day on his Harley Davis. You weren't allowed to ride motorbikes, were you? You know, he was a footballer. Yeah. Did you know that, in short? He used to come on his big old... So he just, he didn't uh, he didn't suffer fools then. A lot, a lot of lads on big money then as well at Derby as well. So that'll be the team that got relegated... With like 11 points. Yeah, so that was the year. Again, I always used to go to the clubs after they'd been relegated when a few quid about, do you know what I mean? But fuck you, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was good timing. And I'd, I'd literally, I'd, I'd talk about lads on a few quid. I'd, I'd walked in on a Sunday, I think I'd signed, and it was snowing. I'm thinking, what the fuck do they want me to come into it? So all it was was just have a bit of a run about. Um, there were a load of young lads in and Savage was in because he was having a bit of a bad time at the minute. I don't think Julie was using him. And... Uh, I'd fucking sat down on the toilet, bucket walked straight over my head. I was on my phone, fully closed. I, he said, that's what happens here. I was like, oh, Sam, just took that. <laughs> First day, I was like, the lad ain't even in, do you know what I mean? He's fucking, 
No one's yes. seen it, you idiot. Do you know what I mean? What am, I, am I supposed to tell everyone now? <laughs> you idiots. So, uh, so then we trained. It was me, about five or six of the young lads and Sav. Obviously, Sav's fucking dick in the back. He's not really in the plans. We've all been there, haven't we? So on the, uh, the lads were off on the Monday. So uh, Jules... Uh, assistant with Shakespeare. I don't, don't know if you, I can't remember his Craig. name. Craig. Yeah, Mark, is it, I don't know if it's him, but I can't remember his first name. Oh, William. Now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's it. So he's uh, popped his head round the uh, shower. I said, Reggie, you'll be off Monday. Sav, you'll be in. He's like, oh, I keep putting that 25 in though, mate. And I know I thought, fuck it. Now, do you know what I mean? That's, that's how Derby was at the time. It was a bit, it was a bit poisonous, do you know what I mean? They were trying to get rid of these big earners um, and, and then Clough coming in. He had the remit of getting rid of lads, do you know what I mean, on, on, on the money, so. Was there Bywater there? Oh, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, he's a, he's a good lad. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. What, so you got, what you got on Bywater? Well, so he, he said to me, he's first, he's first, I sat next to him and he said to me, first first day... <laughs> he just pre- comes with a noise. <laughs> <laughs> first day of pre-season, he said to... I said, you all right? He said, yeah. He said... Um, what, what are you doing after training like? He said, he said, mate, listen to this. He said, I've left my door half ajar, front door. I've said, all the lights off, told the missus, all I want is you bent over the bed. Don't fucking turn around if I come in this house. He wants you to pretend I'm a burglar and straight in and fucking look after after training. I'm like, I've only just met this lad, do you know what I mean? He was fucking brilliant, mate. Yeah, great, great <laughs> value. I'm a burglar. Yeah. Oh, I, said, I asked the missus if we could do it. She was like, get fuck you sick here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, I know I hadn't done it for you. Yeah. I'd have fucking got yeah, off training yeah, yeah, early. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, what's your, what's your dress? <laughs> he doesn't imagine he'd get it all, get it in balaclava and swag bag out some boots. Mate, he was, he he was let his hot man, mate. And he, he, he said about one way, he, he lived in a lovely area and his, his neighbours went away on holiday one year, but left the kids, they were like 15, 16 year old. So he'd gone round once and knocked on door and said, listen, turn the music down because the kids are in bed. He's like, all right. So about an hour later, he's gone off for a bit, then it went up loud again. So he said he's put all his full gear, mate, he used to love a balaclava and that, put all his gear on, went round the back gate, bolt croppers out, cutting hole in the fence. He just stood at the double doors of their house, staring through the window like that. <laughs> you imagine the kids looking, <laughs> turn the fucking music off, I tell you. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was fucking brilliant, mate. So he used to love a balaclava. Yeah, have you, is <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he had all the gear, mate, honestly. You won't mess about with him, I'm telling you. What are you, uh, what are you, Blowing his nose on his T-shirt then? He did it all the time, yeah. yeah. He, he, I think that, you know, that is more to look at his... He did Zink. it all the time. Yeah, he did it all the time. That would define what he ate. He'd be like, oh, yeah, a bit right, I'll get a fucking bag of Chris down with some, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like obsessed. Yeah, he was really obsessed with it, but after, you know what I mean? He did it all properly. He was, he was, uh, Clough loved him, do you know what I mean? And looked after him and signed him again. Similar to, I think, I think they had a bit of a falling out and then they ended up signing, Clough had this way of, bringing people back because he knew that he'd get the most out of us, do you know what I mean? So he, he took Bolton back. I think he fell out of him initially, but... Did, did you have a similar type of thing? Yeah, you? it was weird. It, it, um, like I say, he came in two weeks after Paul and, and sort of said to me that you'll be the main man. First game home QPR, back to goal, gave the ball away twice, they scored two goals, 2-0 lost, do you know what I mean? And that was it, fucking curtains really. I went, ended up going on loan. And, and now I actually understand it because I've spoke to him about it. Apparently I, there was some sort of clause that if I played any more games they have to send Charlton a few quid that he obviously deemed weren't worth it. I think only about 25 quid he thought, fuck that, ain't worth that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I under, like I say, I understand him now. It was a tough time. Financially, there was there was a, something in there that stopped me playing at Derby, but I benefited. I went to, to Chef Wed, I went to Blackpool in the Premier League, so... You weren't aware of that at the time. No, which is which is crazy. Do you think it's really? like with like the manager just saying, "Listen, 
Just be honest. If, if you play, yeah, just be honest. Well, I, I wish I knew that because yeah. I'd, have, I'd have swallowed that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have, and then I'd have just gone on loan. But I, I felt quite bitter towards it because I went to Chef Wed and I'd scored about 10, 11 goals up to Christmas. And I think Chris Commons at the time was on about seven or eight goals and they pulled me back. So in the January, I thought, I've got a good chance of playing it. Derby, because that's what I wanted to do. I live I live in Quorn, it's 20 minutes. Derby's a great club, great fan base. And basically they pulled me back because they wanted Sheffield Wednesday to buy me, you know, not to stay on loan. So... Um, kind of forced their hand. Yeah, so I ended up, again, on a Sunday, training with the Gimps in a bleeding... Uh, Indoor Asher turf. I'm thinking, Gimps. fuck me. Do you know what I mean? I'm, it's uh, my water. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, he, <laughs> he'll have the fucking mask. I'm calling him again, mate. He'd be round the house with the bolt coppers, wouldn't he? Did so, he get any of his trips? Cluffy's. Uh, yeah, did mate. Did it? Did I? Oh, yeah, we went to Marbella. I think we did um, Abu Dhabi in November. This with Derby. Uh, yeah, and then Burton. We had a couple with Burton as well, which so you know, unbelievable for the squad. Do you know what I mean? It is, it, isn't it? it? Just we got beat. One week at, uh, we were at home against Wolves, got beat 4 0. And I think the turn around and said, Make sure none of you turn up sober tomorrow to airport. Do you know what I mean? And it was just that way of, again, changing the mentality of the the squad. And there was no real demands on these trips. Do you know what I mean? You had to be there at breakfast, evening meals. He just wanted that that together and that bonding. And and he'd say openly, he'd make, because the young lads, you know, like they want to go down the beach and play football. He'd make sure they stayed with us playing cards all day, having a few beers. <laughs> And it, 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 yeah, they do, don't they? They want to go down there, and uh, but it was uh, just <laughs> improved yeah. themselves. They're away, they're away on a, with a football yeah, team. Yeah. Little yeah, bastards. I know, yeah, I know. What the little bastards want to go and play football. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he made them stay with us and, and proper proper bonding sessions. Do you know what I mean? Like old school bonding sessions, which were uh, brilliant, mate. Because I think Dave all might have talked. Did they sign Tom Carroll? I think it was Tom Carroll. Yeah, would, yeah. He didn't drink. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't play. Yeah, that might have been an issue. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't drink, yeah. he didn't play. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I remember one time we got to Brentford. having a bit of a bad run, to be fair. And we got down to Brentford away. We used to leave at weird. So we used to train at three o'clock on a Friday. No, this, sorry, this was a Tuesday night. So we train at five o'clock on a Monday at St. George's, let the traffic go. And then we get down to, to London about nine o'clock. So we're all having his soup and sandwiches before bed. I think Marvin Sordell went to get up and he went, whoa, sit down. He said, do you want a beer or a wine? And we're like, fucking here we go. Do you know what I mean? So we all ended up having a few beers and a few wines. I think by what we'll tell you, he had about six pints and raft up. It was fucking <laughs> number. So Ben Turner at the time, I don't know if you know, he's having a bit of trouble with uh, a bit of a, he was struggling with a racist thing. It was through um, yeah. one of the players at Brentford. So playing against Brentford was quite a, a touchy subject. We were all so, because it, it, it come out that it didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? So we'd had a few beers and we ended up getting a result. And then you just think to yourself that, to be in a bad run and to like let lads have a beer and the night before, it just took the pressure off. When into that game felt like the weight off the shoulders, do you know what I mean? Because you could have gone into that game Brentford away. It's not a nice place to go. The, the batty off the pitch most of the time, don't they? But we got a good result and and I sort of, and if you look into his, his dad's stories, that's the sort of stuff yeah. he used to do, isn't it? So it, it brings you together in a different way and I understand that now. Did you enjoy it, Sheffield Wizard? Because was it four consecutive loans you had? Yeah, I think... Uh, Brian Laws took me initially and then I went back with Brian Laws and then Alan Irvine yeah, took me, yeah. I think we'd, we'd we went... Many players yeah. have gone to the same club four times and not signed permanently. I think Wednesday, like, I go back now and, uh, you know, like, like that working class, like, it's that sort of club, everyone mucking in, that, that was my sort of environment. I loved that. And I think a couple of questions I've seen on there were Wednesday fans saying he'd work his balls off, you know? I think that's the minimum, isn't it? That, that, yeah. That's all you can ask him from a fan, isn't it? Like I say, about ability. And that's why I think I got on well with him because I, I fucking chucked me lot in every single game, do you know what I mean? 
I think I think back there was only one time where I might have dodged it a bit. We had uh, Newcastle at, at home. It was the 21st of December. And I thought I'm on four bookings here. Do you know what I mean? Boxing day's coming up. <laughs> I'm at loan at Derby. So that Lewis Enrique went past me that fast couldn't play for Newcastle. That left back. So, <laughs> so I give, it, give him five years and a Jonah loan with him into the fucking <laughs> advertising board, didn't I? So I got a, a booking. So I got in at, uh, at the end of the whistle and the gaff went, he said, Reg, that's you. I said, what do you mean? He went, that's five bookings. You done? I was like, oh, you're fucking joking. <laughs> so I thought, I'm not back at Derby till the 1st of Jan. So I got to get about 10 days off here. <laughs> Next day, Cluffy's on the phone. See it training tomorrow, son. I'm like, fucking hell. I was shade at Chef Wed, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of Wednesday fans saying you're a bright spark in a bad time. And a, a few other lads from that same team, I think maybe Mickey Gray, yeah. said it was a yeah. bit of a bad... Toxic environment. Bad changing room. Yeah, I think um, Mickey was a great character in there. Do you know what I mean? He was someone I sort of... Um, Talk about the, them out like Thatcher and the, the old lads, Andy Reid. Mickey had obviously been there and done it and he was in it for the right reasons as well. But yeah, there were a few young lads again. I think that's when it started creeping in, you know, the the, the sort of environment changed. And I think at teams like Sheffield Wednesday get found out, do you know what I mean? If you're not in, if you're not all in, the fans won't have it. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's like we just said, that I think that's the minimum you can ask to, to, work, your, to work your balls off and, and I try to do that in most clubs. I never wonder, I always wonder why Alan didn't do well Wednesday. Alan Irvine. He's a great coach, isn't he? Yeah. Him and Rob Kelly, I thought, were superb, mate. Um, when I actually think about it, we didn't have a bad side either. The, the, when Alan took over, he, he changed a few and got a few out. But yeah, maybe there wasn't a lot of investment going on with him. Maybe if he'd had a bit more, it could have made it work. But I actually thought he was a great coach, you must admit. I didn't help. Was it Clark he brought his tour? Yeah, in that. that the last, last idiot, game. Idiot. That, was, that was a bit of a... That was a massive game, that, weren't it? I remember leading up to that, we'd played... Uh, there was a Sheffield derby and we needed to win that and I think they beat us and I, even being on loan we spoke about being on loan I used to Chef, Chef Wednesday I felt like I was one of their players do you know what I mean and and I was on my haunches after the game and, and Chris Morgan's come up to me and grabbed me by the air get up you you're only on loan and I thought yeah that's, see, that's what people might think do you know what I mean but it hurt me quite a lot and, and going into that Palace game we had to beat them I think to stay up and Palace had to win stay up it was a massive game I'll never forget it and I think I missed a one-on-one -on -one. and then Darren Ambrose scored a goal and we lost and and that really affected me that game going into that summer. Even being on loan, I spoke to a lot of the Wednesday fans and and that was probably one of the summers I really regretted, do you know what I mean? Because I was desperate to keep them up because I knew that would probably be me there. So The move to Blackpool, like, how did that come about? It, it was a weird one. I think, I tell you now, now I know about it, I was playing for Derby Reserves. Or, you know, when you're in the shadow squad shall we say through pre-season you know you're not going to play don't you so the first team would play the main game on the Tuesday and then the Gimps we just said didn't we the Joey's would play on the Wednesday and I was in that that squad but I always trained properly always played properly because I always thought my next opportunity will come so we played in Buxton away or something in Derby and Dario had said to Ian Holloway if you want someone to play on your left hand side go and have a look at, at Reg so he come to I didn't know this at the time he come to this fucking ground in Darbent had half a decent game. And then come the first game of the season, like I said, Clough put the name, the team shit up on the day. So I'd been out on the fucking straight after that game. I went out, walked in, think I won't be involved Saturday. I'm up front on my own. I'm thinking for fuck's sake, Sav's in the corner laughing his head off. <laughs> thinking he ain't played with us all pre-season, but now I'm in. So I'm thinking what's, what's cracking off here? We played Cardiff at home and I did all right. Set, set the goal up and did really well for myself. Hey, babe, I'll be all right here at Derby. 
And on the Sunday, an agent's rang me and just said, listen, Blackburn want to take you. Uh, Blackpool want to take you. And I was like, what? And I said, you've got no chance. I've played for Derby. He goes, no, they're fucking sending you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so then I've, um, I'm driving up to Bleeding Blackpool, up the M6. I'm thinking, this is fucking miles away here. Don't know about this. Do you know what I mean? And I spoke to Neil Warnock, who's at QPR. And he'd said, listen, we've spoke, we've, we've heard from Derby as well that you, you're allowed to come out on loan. And he said, listen, we'll give you a couple of grand a win. And they were the top team in the championship then. They're going to get promoted. They'd started well. So I was like, fuck you know, I've got to weigh this up here. So I'm stood in, I'm sat in the car park at Blackpool, fucking looking at all these Endos and stag dudes walking past me, thinking, fuck <laughs> me, what's going on here? So I had to make a mind. This might be my only chance to play in the Premier League. Or I go down to London, play in the championship. There's a good chance I'll get promoted. You think of the team that QPR had, Clint Hills, the, the, all them lot, the fucking serious lads, do you know what I mean? That are going to know how to do it, do you know what I mean? So I ended up signing at Blackpool and thinking, fuck it, we'll have a crack at it, do you know what I mean? So I walked up, signed the papers at, uh, at the ground, the gaffer went there. I went up in my pinstripe Prada suit as you did back in the day. You know, now they turn up in hats and all sorts, don't they? Look at this cunt here. I'm not with you, so, man. I never turned up <laughs> to sign for a club in a pinstripe Prada suit. So I thought, I thought here we go. So I walked in, Ollie weren't there thinking, so I just signed these papers. Went down to Blackpool training ground into this fucking porter cab and I'm fucking scared of getting holes in my suit here. And I walked in and Ollie, Ollie just shouted. He, well, he, he, he looks the part, lads. Do you know what I mean? I felt like a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? So then they stuck, they stuck, they stuck me in the holiday inn on the front and I'm like sat there. I went cinema on my own, watched the film, went back, had a fucking pasta. But... 10 at night, all I hear is fucking bang, bang, bang. Like again, these ending stag dudes are up and down my corridor. Like, think, should I go and get joined in here? What? Is it a good chance I'll make the Premier League debut tomorrow? Because I was in the squad, you know, at the training. So I thought, should I tell them to shut up? So I thought, so I left them to it, ringing the missus, said, babe, this is fucking nuts here. Do you know what I mean? But then played the next day and scored on my debut. I just thought, it's come going from Derby playing the week before to being in Blackpool to scoring on your Premier League day was just a fucking whirlwind. Well, you know what, what mean? was That's the score in that game? I remember it. We drew with Fulham, they scored late. I set the first goal up and then, uh, yeah, and scored the second. So I was absolutely buzzing. And, and Holloway says about it being one of the best team goals we literally cut for. Brett scored, but almost scored a cracking goal. It and, must have been literally weeks when you, like you said, you were, you were with the Gimps. Well, it was a, it was a and week. And then your Premier League. Yeah, it was a week. Scoring in the Premier League. So, and then, so that after that game, I was, I was fucking buzzing, thinking, it, oh my God, I can't believe it. Can't wait to fucking stick it up them lot up Derby. And then uh, <laughs> Steve Thompson, Holloway's assistant, because you got your passport. I was like, why? Because we're going to uh, uh, Lithuania now. I was like, what? He says, yeah, it's, it's international duty and the club sponsors are, are over there. I'm like, I ain't got my passport. I had to drive back to Finger, go there, and it was just like the weirdest like time, do you know what I mean? But fucking brilliant, mate. What was it about Holloway that got the best out of yourself, lads. Brett? Other lads who probably like were a, like a squad of misfits. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, he, he was like a, you know, he used to give us like a license. So we, we played like a three up front and he'd, he'd go mad if I stayed on one side for more than five minutes. He'd want me over there, over there, and we'd all rotate and fill in. And like I say, we'd had, if we had a bad result, there was once, we got beat at Fulham, I'll never forget it, about four or five. And he went, lads, you think you've had a bad weekend? He, both his daughters were born deaf. And uh, he said, I fucking took them out, one of them out for a driving lesson Sunday. 
she's pulled out on a junction, fucking Arctic lorry coming towards her. I'm screaming at her and obviously I forgot she's deaf. And she's going, fucking stop, do you know what I mean? And she's pulling out. And I just thought, <laughs> he just had this amazing like, way of forgetting the game. And then we just crack on. Might see out of training. Do you know what I mean? It was fucking... He was just brilliant and we spoke about his farm. He'd, he'd talk about how many chickens he'd lost at the weekend and it was just a way of getting us away. And then we turn up some Mondays, no training. He'd take us to a calf. We'd go and play poke all day. He just had that ability of just getting that. Why, why were there so many chickens dying? He had a load of foxes or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he kept foxes with chickens in the same pen. So what do you expect? Do you know what I mean? He fucking... Just wondered if he weren't like, if he weren't, maybe weren't supposed to... And the have, ability to keep a, chickens. Like, like an eccentric element to him. Fucking hell. I, I, when I walked in that, that first time, I, we, took, we spoke about Vaughn before we started. Quiet lad. He's the only one I knew. So I sat next to him. I thought I ain't going to get much out of him, but I'll sit next to him. Do you know what I mean? And all I could hear was him. You've heard him scream. He's like, fucking hell. I'm like, who's that? He said, that's the gaffer. I was like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I could, I'll, I'll get on with him. Um, and then I, I didn't really have a... So I only worked with him for a year. So then we... I signed for Leeds and we played Palace away. Stephen Doby's gone. I fucking scissored him. Took a big, you know, take one for the team. They're on the break. I thought, take a book in here. He's fucking screaming, ready, you cunt. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, you'd have done it. He's like, yeah, maybe. So then about, <laughs> about five minutes later, Johnny Williams has come out. I've smashed him. He's going mad. Should have been a booking, should have been off. Game went, but one all it was. Two minutes to go, I've fucking done a couple of lollipops, bit of skill I had from crew. But then I whipped it back, Steve Morrison scored. And imagine Ollie, we went two and up. He's going nuts because I shouldn't have been on the pitch at the time. So Warnock's come behind me, grabbed me, goes, well done, son, well done, son. And I seen uh, Ollie out the corner of my arm. I thought, fuck it, here's my chance to cheers, gaffer. He went, don't you fucking gaffer me, you cheating cunt. He goes, I bought you up better than that. I was like, only we here, yeah. Tell me what you're on about. <laughs> so he went for me, literally tried to get me on the pitch. David Norris looked after me, to be fair. Uh, and then we got in the tunnel, he went for me again. But uh, we spoke to him since now. It's all cool. He said you had my blood boiling that day. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> I had that ability. Do you know what I mean? So, it was Marcus Brett spoke about giving croup beer a Creepy as a trial from the casino. Yeah. Somebody brings them room service, they're yeah. in for a trial. Was it just mad stuff like it that? It was almost the, the scene in that season, that Premier League season, about 50 lads try and train with us. Do you know what I mean? It was, and then we, we'd been unbelievable up to Christmas. And we, we had about 20 odd points, 28 points, and that, that was enough with stats. Do you know what I mean? To, all we got to do is go steady towards the end. And he went to, in that international break, he went to watch Barcelona train. So we come back. He, changed, he signed a load of players. He signed Andy Reid, uh, James Beater, this, this Russian lad, this Kornelenko. And we just changed everything. You no, know, we were so dynamic. Charlie used to get the ball, zing it over someone's head. We were in. And he just changed us completely. We started passing out from the back. We had 500 passes that first game back and got beat 4-0 at Fulham. And that, <laughs> that just shows you from being that dynamic team to trying to pass. And then we hardly got a point after Christmas. I think the lads on about 220 grand after tax to stay up and we took it to the last day at Old Trafford and still took the lead twice. Charlie scored a couple, I think, and yeah, I was most of them had spent it at Christmas. Yeah. It killed half of us. Because I remember him talking about it when he got the Blackpool job. He, uh, I don't know if, he, if his previous job was Leicester and he said, then my next job, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to play how I want to play. Yeah. And it sounds like he did. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's just Change it all. Tried to, I, I, as, yeah. as he tried to reinvent I the wheel. I spoke to a lot of Leicester managers and, and they, the, uh, Leicester players, and they loved him as a as a man manager. But the way he tried to play was different from for, like, that that dynamics. I think everyone loved that. Yeah. You know that attack. We used to score 
two, probably can see three, but at least when you think about it, we had a right go, do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's all you can ask for. That I talked about under, underdog mentality. Uh, that's what he instilled into us as well, do you know what I mean? Because I, 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 we, we won at Liverpool, didn't we? We beat them twice and I'd got the winner and I was buzzing because I spoke to Ryan Lowe before the game about getting Gerard's shirt. So we beat him. We can imagine, I didn't want to go up to him and say, fucking, give your shirt. Then we'll just beat it at Anfield, mate. Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> so I'd gone up after the game and Ollie's like, fucking get in this dressing room now, you lot. We're trying to get shirts. And he's like, fucking put that down. He wouldn't let us take the shirts. He said, this is a circus. He said, you lot, don't you think you're going to play them again? And we're like, probably not. Do you know what I mean? Fucking, <laughs> fucking good chance we'll go down here. I'm going to get everything I can. So uh, he'd gone in and I'd come out of the dressing room and I seen Joe Cole. I said, Joe, Stevie said, I can, he must have thought, who the fuck are you calling Joe? But I said, we, Stevie said I could have his shirt and, and fair play, he got it for me. So yeah, yeah. buzzing, yeah. Good days. <laughs> it's mad because it's kind of frowned upon for a, a British manager to have that eccentricism, is that a word? Eccentricity. But with like your Artetas and your Guardi Guardiolas, it's like when, when like Artetas playing, you'll never walk alone mm. at the ground, everyone's like, oh, genius, brilliant. But then if you're a British manager, who's this Lunatic. dickhead? What's he doing? Yeah. He's, he's off his yeah. head. Yeah, them, them. It, honestly, some of the things I think about Ollie, some of his methods and that, it was fucking mad. We obviously right by the beach, yeah, the training ground, innit? And it'd hail twice a week, even in June, do you know what I mean? It was fucking nuts. And he'd just run us in, we'd be soaking wet. Come on then, back out. It was just like a, a porter cabin. There was a hole in the corner for the water to run out in the porter cabin. <laughs> We're washing his own kit. You know what I mean? We're going down to London with a training kit, all the dirty boots. But again, that kept us that underdog mentality about, with, do you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's brilliant, really, isn't it? Do you think he changed then? Because he were doing well. Do you think he thought, right, here we go? Yeah, I and forgot last year. Yeah, forgot. I think he said that. You there. If he said about being predictable. Do you know what I mean? But if it's working, do you know what I mean? It was a bit. I think he. I think if you asked him, he'd probably regret it a bit because yeah. I didn't play a lot in the second part of the year. I played twenty five games up to up to January, and then didn't didn't feature a lot back end of the season. So. Sounds like a bit been predictably unpredictable. Yeah, though. exactly. And I, like I say, I think yeah. the lads definitely regretted it, and I'm, I'm sure he did. Did you get a letter <laughs> from Prince William? Yeah, that was uh, personally. Yeah, we had uh, Wolves at home, and um, I'll never forget. You know, I used to jump quite high, and I win, win a few headers, so I was on the left wing. So before we'd started, the wife and that fucking rang me, babe. Usual spot, you know the players' lounge. We ain't got it today. I'm like, well, why? She goes, Prince William's on a stag doing. Fucking fuck fuck I swear, I swear. I said, where's he going? I'm coming. <laughs> so I looked up, I'm stand they're all sat in that corner. The kids and the missus are fucked up over there with the away fans and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. So I thought, fair play, better turn up today then, aren't I? So uh, the game started. I'm winning all the headers against uh, Kevin Foley. Remember, right back play for Wolves, quite a small lad. So I won every header, I'm bullying him in the air. So then he said to me, I actually played with him a few years later at Ipswich. He said, you know, so the next one that come, he let me control it. So I've chested it, fucking let rip. And this, I've never hit a ball like it. it. Flew in the far top corner. So he actually said to me, because you were winning in the air, I thought you'd chest one. I thought, hey, we're going now, you can't. You know I mean? <laughs> so I've literally whacked it, flew in the far bin. And uh, after that game, Mix actually said to me that Jez Moxie said to him, we need to get rid of Annaman. He said, you're fucking joking. Two goalies wouldn't have saved it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, but then I've walked to the top of stairs to get the Man of Match award and he's there. So I was, I didn't know what to, I was curtsying, I was bowing, I was fucking <laughs> didn't know what to do. I was going like that. Like Liz Chops. Yeah, I was fucking didn't know what to do. And he went, no, don't bother. And he just said that. He said it will live long in his memory and just said like, listen, and I think it was close to the wedding to ask for an invite. So it's, 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 <laughs> well, it is stag do. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was his stag do, yeah. So, uh, I don't can't know believe fucking Prince William's gone to Blackpool for his stag do. That's like, I don't know if it's incredible 
Oh, fucking out <laughs> like like shit. Were you still in a hotel? Yeah, I should have gone, shouldn't I? Who's uh, fucking sick he, of it? He's the only, door what, he's the only he's man in history to have flares boxed off in Blackpool. So, uh, yeah, the glasses and the fucking yeah. medallions and that. Yeah, so I had, uh, yeah, so I got a letter through just saying, listen, it'll live long in his memory and it was a great weekend and stuff, so. Have you still got it then? Yeah, my mum laminated it, I think, so yeah. <laughs> so you, did you check it at last game, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, we went, I went to Anfield, I went to Old Trafford knowing we needed to better Wigan's result, I think, and uh, Charlie had scored one, a free kick. Then it went to one all, went 2-1 up, Charlie scored again. And we're thinking, hey, lads, we spoke about that 220 grand, do you know what I mean? We could smell it, mate. I'm like, oof. And I was only on loan, do you know what I mean? So it, uh, and then they'd scored again. And then I think I I headed one, it hit the bar and I looked over and Ollie didn't move a muscle. So I knew we'd screwed. I knew we're going to probably scored. So it just, again, that was Fergie's last game. So I wish I'd have stayed now, you know, because he did the bit of the chat on the pitch after, but we were all that pissed off that uh, it, it eventually fell short. But, Leading up to Christmas, we thought we'd, we'd hit the jackpot. Do you know what I mean? But uh, but still, great years and great memories from from that season. How good were uh, How good were Charlie? Oh, amazing! Just some of the stuff he used to do with a football. Like you know, you you, you see the Premier League goals now. Most of the goals were in the top half, don't they? Like your fucking top corners. With them Marta Deltas in the Championship, you can't get them off the deck, can you? It's fucking <laughs> hard, isn't it? But uh, he used to like fade the ball. You know, I used to see him in training, he'd hit it outside the post, you know, like Roberto Carlos did that. He'd just do it all the time. And I used to think, how oh, the fuck does he do it? And he probably, because he had real preds, he'd, he'd say this to you. We used to, he used to look at our boots. We all, we all were Adidas back in the day. And he'd look in them and say, made in Indonesia. He said, made in Germany. He's had them made properly by Adidas, John. You know I mean? we're, we're, we're going sports Custom direct man. to get our fuckers, haven't we? <laughs> Do you know, like the end of that season, are you, are you on a free? Yeah. Because you're on lawn. Yeah. So it's just uh, on a Bosman. Well, no, sorry, I had a year left at Derby, but they were willing to write it off. Do you know what I mean? But to, to, we, we spoke about up, up until Christmas, I had five or six goals, and I'm thinking, fucking, okay, I've got a good chance of a move here. So Bolton had actually showed a bit of interest, but you know what fucked me off? That game that I played for Derby, remember the first game of the season? So you can't play for three teams in one year. Ah. So playing in that one game screwed my, I might have got a good move to Bolton. So I ended up staying at, at Blackpool and obviously not playing that many games. And then I think I promised my missus I'll move closer to home. So I went from Blackpool to Portsmouth, which is a lot <laughs> I went from one end of the earth to the other. <laughs> and was that a circus? Before, like, did you know that there the were, had financial difficulties? No, not at all. A time for Portsmouth, we, we bought an house in Newbury, which was a bit in between, perfect really for getting back. Um, I think Russian, Russians had took over, there's loads of money within the club. I just had my first daughter was born actually, and I felt so settled, do you know what I mean? And she'd been born about, about three weeks, I had a knock on the door, massive Harrods hamper come. Cashmere card is fucking all the gear for the baby. I'm thinking we'll do all right here, baby. <laughs> Little did we know it's all been laundered from fucking Lithuania, all this money. Do you know what I mean? So then we went into admin, which was difficult. Must have been. soon was the indications that there might be some financial trouble after. To be fair, I, I noticed. I think once. Um, they come collecting the yeah, cashmere. Yeah. <laughs> they come back asking for the bill come from Harrods. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, uh, obviously, cots got asked to go forest and I just sort of smelt a rat then. I knew something was going wrong. Um, we didn't have a lot of investment in the season. To start of the season, we had about 11 players. And I think 
Steve Cotter in the morning used to shake everyone's hand. It was like a, a ritual to like sort of get everyone back. Even if you fell out of each other on the sat there. And, and one morning Dave Kitson had come in and he didn't shake his hand. And I thought, what's going on here? And he's like, no, Steve Cotter's gone, fuck this. I've been at the ground arguing for you lot today, trying to get you this, this and this. First game away was Middlesbrough. And he goes, I don't need you. And I'm like, Gaffer, we need him. Do you know what I mean? We've got 12 players. We need to take him up there. And we end up going away and getting a result. I think I scored a late goal. And after that week, just bits started coming out. And then obviously the administrators came in and I just thought, fucking hell. Are you, was, are you keeping up upbeat? Uh, yeah, I'll, to be fair, it sounds... Back then, when I think about some of the lads that... People think about footballers like got loads of money, but there's a lot of them that are paying a lot off for the mortgages. It's all relative, isn't it? You pay off what you can and, and they were doing that. And then to not get paid for six months in any work of life, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So there's people like Jason Pierce. I remember Joel Ward, who's Palace now, has had a brilliant career. He he had he didn't have no money to live, do you know what I mean? It was, it was absolutely brutal. So yeah, it, it was tough times to be fair, going into that. And but we still rolled out and I think the, Portsmouth fans don't understand how, how tough that was at the time. Losing, we we, did, we weren't getting hotels. We were going up on days. You know what I mean? Trying to cut cloth accordingly, which you have to do when you're in admin, which you understand. So was it at Portsmouth when you in the changing rooms, sliding across the thingy? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a way of getting me through the day. You know, sort of stuff like that. <laughs> Keep, keeping upbeat. Yeah, exactly. I think. Um, yeah, we, we fucking we had a, we had a good squad for that sort of stuff down there. This was on soccer M, wasn't it? Yeah, I think somebody I don't know who sent that in. To be fair, I, I started it in pre-season. We did it in America, but the fl- so I basically oiled up the floor. I think the Man City kit man did it, didn't he? This year, you've seen him. He's been doing it as well. So I'd oil the floor up and literally slide through the dressing rooms. But I ended up breaking one of my fingers, so I had to fucking calm it down. <laughs> I remember that one's a good one to be fair obviously Ben Johnny stood there you think about some of the lads we had tell Ben Aheem's been at Chelsea he's just stood there like thinking who's this cunt <laughs> sliding through the dressing room on his stomach do you know what I mean it was, Canu, that. Canu was there looking doing kick-ups do you know what I mean I'm thinking looking. it was unbelievable but we had, we, but those, those sort of characters you can imagine that in admin it, it doesn't really it, it does affect them but they're on a lot of money so Luckily for me, obviously Leeds offered to to take on my contract and, and five others. There was me, Jason Pierce, Jamie Ashdown, David Norris. So basically all I asked was for, for my six months that was owed. That's it. I don't want any more money going forward. Leeds are going to take my contract over. And I remember the, the manager, to be fair, ringing me and saying, listen, you need to go without taking any of this six months. He said, we can't do it. And I was thinking, I'm not willing to do that. Do you know what I mean? I've, I, I, I'm, I'm owed that money. It's not. I, I could. St- I could say what some of the other lads are saying. I want them two, three years as well. There was lads asking for a couple of million quid. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, listen, I just want that six months. I'll go to Leeds happily. And he like a bit tried to threaten me. To be fair, and I was a bit put passed it on to my agent, an agent at the time, and he was like, I'll sort it out. So about ten minutes later, they rang and give you eighty percent. So I was like, done. Thank so I, yeah, so I did that and then went to Leeds. Uh, I remember driving up to Four Parch and again signed the papers. Didn't have my pinstripe pad. See on that time, <laughs> I just went a bit more cash. So uh, I've signed the deal at Four Parch and then rang Warner. Could you know Neil texted the lads down, didn't he, to his house in Torquay every pre-season. He's got a big gaff down there, nine old golf course, fishing lakes, fucking lovely it is. He does a barbecue for you, and you end up playing Torquay and all the teams down south. So I'd signed the deal, think fucking Leeds United, do you know what I mean? What a move this is. So I rang him, I was like, gaffer, all signed. Uh, what shall I bring down south? He said, just bring your golf club, son. Put the phone down. <laughs> and I thought, I've hit the jackpot here again, do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking hell. So that was, uh, that was a brilliant uh, a brilliant signing for me to get down, to get to a club like that, do you know what I mean? What was the crap when your flight got cancelled? 
back from America. Was it America? Oh yeah, that was that was interesting. I think we'd uh, that's we had a great tour. We went to South Charleston. It was it was amazing. Played a good few games. We had a good few nights out as well. Cots was fantastic. That like, because we'd had a big turnaround of players. You know, getting them bonding sessions we talk about quite important. So yeah, we were about to fly back from Boston and back in them days sleeping tablets were like fucking sweet it's like the lads were gagging from do you know what I mean needed them to get sleep on a on a weekday so it was uh, I used to get 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 the dog get the dock um, clued up early doors can I have one for the flight be like yeah yeah listen don't say anything lads are after them so about an hour to go I've slammed it for by the time I get that plane I'll be gone mate looked up flight cancelled I'm like for fuck Cots has gone, get yourself out, lads. We're flying tomorrow. I'm like sitting there like that, <laughs> drooling everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's getting gone upstairs to get changed. So fucking nightmare, mate. But uh, I, I bet you made it though, didn't you? Know, I drank through it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a fucking headache next day, I tell you that much. Did you get one for the flight the next day? No, or no? He, he ran out and he gave the rest of them for the proper flight. So yeah, that was uh, that was mad. <laughs> David Norris Sports was, he said you were his roommate. Top man, mate. Yeah, great lad. Um, hairiest man on the planet. You ever see? Fuck it. He used to he used to bend over. I used to go, ow. It's <laughs> like a yawning alsatian his ass. That's what I used to say to him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, top man, mate. Uh, proper pro, do you know what I mean? Again, he won't mind me saying this. Didn't have loads of ability, but worked his cock off. So you just, I didn't make many friends in football, but kept hold of a couple, do you know what I mean? You end up, using them as colleagues but he's, he's a proper mate and he's he just been down for me 40th to be fair seen him the other week so you've looked after his his lad yeah a few times yeah. I say look after him he has to volley him everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't have kids at the time uh, he, I bet he's told Jenny yeah <laughs> so they used to I remember they used to jump on the beds and I'd be whacking fuck out of them with pillars you know imagine he's bouncing that way I'm hitting his legs so he's basically flipping landing on his neck and I thought I better stop I'm going to end up causing a major but they love me do you know what I mean you can imagine can't you the kids <laughs> Uncle Red. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he looked after me because he, I think he'd rented a place literally just opposite Four Parts. So I'd stay up quite a bit with him. And uh, because we'd been through the same situation at Leeds and Portsmouth together, do you know what I mean? I met him at Portsmouth initially. So, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was good, good, good sort of, uh, good roommate. I don't know you, if I dare, sorry, I don't know if I dare ask this. It just says people's. What's that? Oh, yeah. That was enough one. Yeah, I had a, again, in the hotels, I used to have a, bit of a thing for taking the peepholes out of um you know out of the rooms you can screw them out can't you, you know the bits you look for <laughs> so i'd walk down each i'd get the the room list from the downstairs so i need it because i'm the fitness coach i used to tell them i've got to deliver a few bits because they weren't they weren't keen on giving that stuff out you, you can imagine can't you hotel full of footballers anyone could go in and ask so i'd just say that i'd take the peepholes out i'd wait knock on the door wait till they look through and I started with water. I started, so water ain't gonna do too much damage. But then I worked out that I started getting foam bursts, you know, the shower gel. So I fucking started taking them out. As soon as they'd look, pff, bit of foam burst straight in the eyeball. I'd hear them screaming next to the door, do you know what I mean? So I think like I, get, I got Richard Wood once, sent off at, you know, is at Rotherham now, and he, I think he struggled for a good few hours, like. <laughs> you can see why loads of them wanted to beat me up, can't you? It was fucking. <laughs> But they could, just, they could just hear me running up and down the car. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, I've just got yeah. that. Uh, is it FOMO, isn't it? Like, I, I say openly, like, I struggle to sleep because I can't wait to wake up. It's weird. I'm like in bed thinking, what the fuck? I can't wait to get up tomorrow. <laughs> I've still got it now. Yeah, it, it's nuts. The, my missus will say to me, I'll run past the double doors in the garnish because will you fucking sit down? I'm like, no. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, 
<laughs> I'm like a fucking jack in a box. Do you know what I mean? But I love it, and I, I, hopefully I'll keep that. Do you know what I mean? My, my kid. The only thing is, I fucking passed it down to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you do a naked training session once at pump. Yeah, that was another admin thing. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know what happened there. I was injured. I just done my MCL, and everyone was in the fucking doldrums. Then weren't getting paid. Weren't in a in a good way. And I don't even know where it come from. I just I must have been having a mask on, just had my pants on, and Appleton had just just took over as manager and I thought fuck this and Chuck Norris was like what I said watch it get your phone ready so I whipped all my gear off just my boots and socks I'm running getting MCLs hanging off they're doing a five-a-side on a Friday so I've ran onto the pitch tried to jump on Appleton he's moved tried to jump on Ben <laughs> I. it was January as well with fucking old Bill about an inch big do you know what I mean? <laughs> So I've uh, tried to jump on Ben Ayim, he's gone to slap me. And then the playing and the balls come across, I've ended up heading it and everyone was just in bits. All the, the office staff, all the women were still there. And I'm running back, headband on, no gear, just the old bill swinging about. So that, that again, that uh, that was the sort of thing we, we got up to and it, it changed the mood for a couple of hours or so. <laughs> just imagine like the manager or someone, when you're, when you're saying yeah. everyone's down yeah. and like... Well, he was, he'd been there two weeks. Advance. He must have thought, what's going off here? But then I heard, as I say, I was injured. On the Friday, no, on the Saturday on the way to the game, they put the video on the bus. So I thought, fair play, like the lads had a bit of a, a bit of a chuckle, do you know what I mean? So, so again, yeah. though, as we've talked about it a few times, like any other wicked environment. Nah, oh, yeah. Do you know, yeah. wicked in curries. You'd get arrested, wouldn't you? <laughs> we're in Pat Telly with no clues on. Yeah, you'd, <laughs> come you'd, you'd, on, come on, Doreen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping on Steve's But it being seen as a positive though, he's got the lads up, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, we say about Portsmouth, about being an admin, another thing about it is we, they won't let us train or play because they won't want us getting injured. Do you know what I mean? So me and Liam Longs played tennis for about three months, well, about three weeks, sorry. Just play tennis every day. Because if we get if we, if we we get injured while we're training, then our move might get delayed going yeah. to Leeds or wherever. So so it's crackers to think that's Wrapped what I've got good at tennis, I fucking tell you what. I was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you signed for Leeds, were they not in a similar type of position? Not as bad as Portsmouth, but didn't they have a high uh, wage bill and yeah, trying didn't to clean have the that, debts? Too many bigoters. I think the, the thing with Leeds, it's such a such a big club, isn't it? I think we 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 suffered for them still feeling like a Champions League, Premier League club, but we weren't. We were in the Championship, do you know what I mean? So it was, um, yeah, it was, I think I, I did all right initially. And I think then... I think they give me the number 11 shirt didn't go well do you know what I mean they've had some good number 11s I think they fucking cancelled me off that list now so I was uh, I really now I've finished I still see, see a lot they're everywhere aren't they? I think I remember getting off a plane at Slovenia and there were 2,000 waiting for us and I thought that's the size of this club do you know what I mean it was absolutely immense and I think the, the, the last bit was when obviously I signed for Blackburn and um, well before I signed for Blackburn we'd come we'd had a week where I was on 12 appearances, I'll never forget it now, and played really well. We had a load of injuries, forward injuries. So I'd, I'd not played a few weeks before and Brian McDermott had played me on the Saturday, we played Leicester on Sky and I got man of the match. So I thought, fucking lovely. I needed 15 games to get a new deal. So come the Tuesday, I'd Ipswich at home and I knew what he'd say. He said, listen, we're going to play again. And, and I knew the forwards were back the weekend. So I knew what was going off. I'd already spoke to Blackburn. And he said, we're going to play you again Tuesday. And I said, a fucking damn right, you are. Do you know what I mean? I played well Saturday, but I said, I'm not, I'm not playing. No, you are. And he went, what? I said, I'm, I'm not playing. I'd already worded Blackburn up. I know what's going on here. Your forwards will come back Saturday and I'll be back out. You ain't going to let me get to that 15. So he said, you're telling me you're not playing for me? I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to look after myself. I'm out of contract. Do you know what I mean? Which 
probably thinking about it now, it wasn't a great decision. And I think he ended up going public with it, which didn't help me. So I didn't play on that Tuesday. Like I say, he went to the papers, said it. So the Friday was when the window opened and I'd gone up to uh, the Lost against uh, Ipswich. And I'd gone up to Blackburn on the Friday to sign for them. Fucking thinking, buzzing here. Listen, I just need to get out. I was, I was under a bit of pressure at, at Leeds. I actually accepted that I'd get paid quite a bit less as well, just to get out and just go and play some games. Because I always had that in my mind. If I weren't playing, I'll go and play for anyone just want to play football. So I'm there just about to do my medical. I was there, you know, the, the hotel opposite. Remember the yeah. opposite training? Guy? I was in there all day waiting, fucking thinking, let's get this done, let's get this done. And Chilino rang me. So he just took over at Leeds. Is it Chilino? What was his mm -hmm. name? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? And he, he rang me saying, listen, Luke, come back to uh, Leeds United. We'll give you a year contract. I said, I can't come back. I said, I've told Brian I won't play for him. He said, don't worry about Brian. I'm thinking, fuck me. You're going to get rid of Gaffer, give me the year. And I had nothing against Brian McDermott, but at the time it was just, we had this understanding about a contract. So he told me, give me a year. So I've had to go up to Gary Bowie and say, listen, I can't sign for you. I'm going to go back to Leeds and get me a year. He said, you're playing tomorrow as well. We had Huddersfield at home. So I'm in the changing room, getting chained at Leeds. Imagine I've been at Blackburn yesterday, think I'm signing for them. Put my gear on. Fucking McDermott walks in the changing room. What are you doing? I was like, I'm, I've been told I'm a plane, says you fucking ain't. <laughs> so I thought, I didn't want to look at it, lads are all laughing their heads off, do you know what I mean? Because I've been told I'm playing by the chairman, then the manager comes in <laughs> who, who still got the job because he told me he was going to get rid of him. So I thought, fuck this, I, I'll be the bigger man. So I kept my kit on and I've ran out on the pitch and did the warm up, you know, next to the lads, I weren't in the squad, but I just thought oh, I'll need my bit of, bit of work. So I did it thinking I might still go Blackburn possibly. And because he'd gone public, all the leads, for the second I walked down the tunnel, they were all going, you fucking cunt, you bold bastard. One lad shouted, Varney, do you want me to drive to Blackburn? I went, not in your shit car, you cunt. <laughs> imagine, he's like that, he's trying to get up the steward, he's trying to rip my head off. I'm like, that might have been... <laughs> didn't have a red golf, did it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But I was doing it next to Adam Drury, who was quite a quiet lad, and he was in the crossfire. Fuck it. I was like, fuck's sake. And unfortunately for me, I ended up getting it sorted at Blackburn so what a shambles that oh, is mate, it was an absolute nightmare to be fair and um, that's why I feel like it might have ended at Leeds on a sour note but and then I play, actually for Blackburn I went back uh, Leeds come to Ewood the next game I think it might have been and then Sam Barham stuck his leg out and I've instead of running into it I decided to jump over it and we got a late pen and beat them so that was interesting <laughs> so I got a few videos of Leeds fans jumping off the desks at work in, in the week after and Struggled to get to my car, I'll tell you that much, that sat there, fucking waiting outside for me, so. How long did McDermott last? I think he stayed for another bit, another another season or so, maybe. Oh, right. Yeah, so it was all right, it was fine. But I think See, they couldn't that. understand at Blackburn how I've gone there on loan and taken less money. Because I could have said, listen, I want, but I just I just wanted to play football. Yeah. And I went to Blackburn and didn't play, so. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to mention uh, this miss of the century. Oh, yeah. That's a pass to Juve if you actually watch it. And he <laughs> fucking missed as well. Yeah, that was nuts, I think. Um, was it Warnock who, who gave it that tag? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I can't really remember. I fucking, I don't want to remember it. To be honest. Literally, it that. was that easy. It was harder to miss. Do you know what I mean? One of them. <laughs> but I actually played really well that game. So I'll, I'll take that as a, as a bonus. But uh, yeah, fucking not. That didn't go down well. Do you know what I mean? They remember that as well. See what I mean? They remember that out of everything, <laughs> bastards. Did you get on with Warnock? Yeah, brilliant, mate. Because I thought he'd, he'd get the best out of you. Yeah, he did. He, he um, I tell you what, in the first five or six games, I did all right. I thought scored a few goals and then he just dropped me against Cardiff. Didn't speak to me. And I thought, what the fuck's going on here? So walking down the tunnel at Cardiff and he's put his arm around me from nowhere and just said, listen, it's good not to have them nerves. And you know when you sub, 
it's completely different to when you start, isn't it? And as for he, he just knows, you know, like as a man manager, he knows how he knows how players work. And he played the next game, and I fucking didn't look back. Do you know what I mean? He just that, he just had that knack of. Knowing Did you how. need that then? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe I, I probably started coming off it a little bit, but it, it worked, mate. And we always had this running banter with him and Paddy Kenny. Do you know what I mean? You know, on like Fridays, no matter what team Paddy was on, he'd give every decision to them, which <laughs> could piss people off. You know, if you're not in the squad and that, but you either go with it or you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's he uh, it was fucking crackers, mate. But yeah, top man. Still speak to him now as well. Did you get some stick from Holloway for diving? Yeah, that was a. It's on that. It's on that Eagles documentary on Netflix. I think that was that game when I've half over, and he's just come up to me and uh, he's fucking went for me like saying that tunnel. But then we had a bit of a, a chat on Talksport. So basically, they said you to have a chat now. We won't put any questions to you. And he literally brought that up and he just said, "No one's ever pissed me off as much as you did that day." Do you know what I mean? But it was all, all in sport. Do you know what I mean? It, it was absolutely fine after we shook hands. And it's a good dive. Fucking, well, we talk, I've got a bit of a label for this, and I don't yeah. over people's legs, but yeah. Hey, there's, there's mate, the only thing it. is now, you think about the managers I was playing for, you know, if I didn't go over his leg, I'd get a bollocking off them. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Right. It's, fans don't understand that, but that's, you're not cheating. You, you're gaining an advantage you for are, your team, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fucking cheating. <laughs> no, no way of dressing it up, mate. You're cheating. You were just good at it. Mm. <laughs> were, you, were you already at Blackburn? Nah, no, you, you, you come in. The, yeah, this, I signed in the January, and you come in this summer, didn't you? Yeah, good club in that. Oh, unbelievable! Mate. Well, I think you're right. What you said about Leeds still living in the past, I think Blackburn's the same. And yeah, I, I do. I think, still think the should be Premier League. Don't yourself any favours, that's true. I, I, I've I said it before. We should have got promoted that year with the team. You think we had? We had Grant Anley, fucking Baptiste Keane, Tom Kearney, Ben Marshall, Gested Rhodes. Me and you washing boots. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Didn't we? We had, we had a great team. But just and I've actually said to Gaz now. I think. Do you think Gaz was a good manager? Yeah, I did. I thought he was good, and I thought his meetings probably. We had a few meetings, didn't we, in a week? We get like a tannoy around Blackburn. Reg Gaffer once in the office. It was like being at school, wasn't it? <laughs> like being at Asda. I, I, <laughs> we know we talk about me being nice around the place. He'd get me in, how are the lads? I'm like, what are you fucking asking me for? I'm a player as well, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, he's asking me, I was on the fence, I was on the other side already. I'm like, yeah, the sound. <laughs> I said it, I think Rosie's in, Rosie's tired. I might need a game here. Do you know what I mean? But I <laughs> you, were you entertainment manager at Blackburn? You're not yeah, talking about that. that was probably about right. Your initiation and... That was my tag, I think, yeah. I had that for the last couple of years. And <laughs> <laughs> were you... Happy in that role. Yeah. Blue coat. Money went down a bit. but <laughs> <laughs> Good dressing room though. Yeah. No, it, social. Good lads, weren't they? Yeah. Massive club. The, the, like. the, 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 what, you just said they were living in the past? No, the, what do you mean? It's still a massive a good, club. We had a good group with like Corey and Tom, them lads, Ben Marshall, but you know, on the outskirts, there was a few that were just still like big hitters, do you know what I mean? That I used to probably not understand, do you know what I mean? A little bit, but. How did you see that year at Blackburn? Like within the entirety of your career? Um, so we had, you know what I did I had I rented a gaff off Gary Taylor Fletcher in Chorley and paid a few quid for it and I probably stayed there 15 nights out of the 18 months because both the kids were young and I weren't playing so I thought I'd finish training and think fuck that I ain't staying here on my own because I'll end up going booze you know what some, some lads end up doing don't they you know if you get a lot of time to yourself so I'd end up driving three hours back to Bleeding Leicester and coming back in the morning and even sometimes on a Friday before a Saturday game, I'd do it and think, fuck it, I want to go back and see the kids. 
But then a couple of times I got caught out on the way up the M6 and Gaz Bowie be next to me thinking, where the fuck are you going? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you live in Chorley, how comes you're south of Chorley? So he'd know, he'd know that I was going home. But it, it just shows you like how when you're not settled and not playing, players can deviate, can't they? Yeah. Like say go on to the beer and the betting and all sorts of stuff. Having having family is a, is a distraction. Exactly. It's the best distraction you can have, yeah. really, isn't it? It is. Safest Defin one. Yeah. Not, maybe not the best, because no. good nights aren't the best. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, the safe, maybe the safest option. Yeah, definitely. So th these managers get labelled old school and whatever, but the same was always come for you, don't they? You look at Warnock, yeah, I think, like I Holloway, say, McCarthy. They they know they're going to get sort of 100% out of me, do you know what I mean? Which is, the thing I loved about Mick as well, he'd, he'd be, and after a Saturday game, you know, if you deserve it, he'd say to you, go and have a few beers. I think that's, that's class, do you know what I mean? But then on the other hand, he'd say, don't let me find out any of you out tonight and have respect at Whereas when we were at Blackburn, he said, don't go out. I'm like, come on, lads. Not that they respect guys, <laughs> yeah. but back in that day, the respect I had as I grew up a bit and understood the game, it, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? If you can get that respect out of your manager, you do a lot more on the pitch, I think, so. But then he came for you again, Cluffy. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I think I'd, what I'd have done You're then. surprised? I, I, yeah, I was massively. Again, getting back to Burton, that way, we talk about Sheffield Wednesday being working class, that's the same, all hands on deck, you're carrying the kit off the bus, everyone mucks in, and, and that's the sort of stuff I love doing, so. The old boys back together then, eh? To uh, buy water yourself. Oh, fucking hell, that was, uh, yeah. He sort of we had a bit of a leadership group with them as well, and and I ended up taking that into Cheltenham. I loved, like I said, my time at Cheltenham. Uh, that, that nearly didn't happen as well. I was I spoke to you know when I, when I finished at uh, Burton the first time, Clufford said to me, uh, "Are you going to retire?" And I thought to myself, I didn't I didn't leave upset, but I thought to myself, he's just like said to me there, "You're done," basically mm -hmm. telling me like you're finished. And I thought he ain't going to be my last manager, so. I trained on my own all summer and it got to a lot of managers at 35 that say they'll take you off but chairman they're not interested in 35 year olds yeah. you know because there's no resale so I was like I ain't getting a club here so it got to the end of September and I ended up doing fucking 10k running races in Wales trying to keep fit doing all these mad stuff thinking is, is this going to come and then Michael Duff rang me and said listen you fancy a, a trial game at Cheltenham I'm thinking get fucked <laughs> I ain't coming to do a trial game in a League 2 team do you know what I mean but then I had no other offer so I thought fuck it I'll have to go down so I, I went down I'm have to, I? yeah so I'm going to have to do it so I went down drove down again thinking this is fucking miles away sat in this toilet at, at the training ground and thought text the missus I thought babe fuck this I'm driving back I ain't doing this so literally this is no word of a lie I'm on my phone bucket of water on the top wipe me ass pull my jeans up Went to walk out to get in the car and Duff's coming towards me out the canteen. He went, oh, he said, you ready then? I went, yeah, 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 Sam. <laughs> so, I put, so I put my kit on, played in this game. I'd not played football for fucking all that summer and about six months. And I ran more than anyone on the old pitch. And he said, that's all I wanted to see. He said, I was signing after five minutes. And I had my best two years in, in my career. So, so that, yeah. I mean, what, the... 35, 36? Well, you know, when I signed, it was, it was banned because I signed on the... I agreed on the 30, I was 36, it was 27th September. Went, day, went the next day, it was my birthday. He went, you're fucking 37 now. I said, yeah, it's my birthday yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so we were fuming. So he went, fuck me. I'm the 36 year old. Yeah, no, 37 now. Yeah. So you then, played consistently then? Yeah, I played loads, yeah, and scored a good few, I think the family level, League 2, that about right for me. I should have <laughs> played it all my career, might have done a bit better. But yeah, again, he put us in a leadership group. Nothing went back to him. We had we had uh, me, Ben Tozer, Sean Long, Scott Flinders, uh, Will Boyle, 
uh, Charlie Wagner, quite a few of us, and it uh, we marshaled the whole thing. Fucking brilliant. And the lads listened to us, even the young lads, which I yeah. thought was was amazing. And and Michael Duff really gave us like a lot of um, freedom to sort of manage the group. We've heard a similar thing at Wickham. Yeah. We, that they keep I can the, imagine he does yeah. that. Yeah, you can you can just see it. And we, we just slowly made great progress. The generals. Yeah. And then the they troops. got rid of me and made even more progress. And got promoted, <laughs> promoted, so. You were fucking 39 yeah. the one time. Yeah, I know, so. <laughs> and then you eventually went back. Back to, to Quad. Yeah, that was, uh, well, I went back to Burton after after Cheltenham again. We just spoke about that as a player coach. And I was crap at both, so they soon found that <laughs> out. So then, yeah, I went back to Quad and thought, I promised him I'd play for him one more time. Uh, he pushed the budget out. I think I got back fucking 30 quid a week or something. <laughs> what, there was the same manager, same chairman? No, 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 same chairman, yeah. He still lives in the village. And like I say, he'd been involved on a lot of my moves. He'd, he'd come with me to Charlton. They made a few quid. He... His royalties ran out at uh, Derby. His royalties? Yeah, so he got, a, he got a few quid at 500 grand at uh, Charlton, 100 grand from Derby, I think. And then at Portsmouth, he had no 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 choice. He didn't get, he didn't get no money, but he'd, he'd actually been into Cottrell after I'd finished my deal and asked for 10 grand for the local football club. <laughs> so Cots went to Monday, who's that cunt asking me for money? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so we got 10 grand now when we're summer. I was like, oh, you know, you've got, you got no money as it is to get you, but fair play to if you don't ask, you don't get, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so yeah, I went back and played, well, tried to play a few games, scored in every game pre-season, then the league started and yeah, just, it just weren't, not that it weren't professional enough, it just, just not, uh, got targeted a bit in the games uh, and yeah, just didn't enjoy it. Nice though, like that's in a sentimental yeah, way to, to finish it off back where you started. Yeah, I think I'm down there now doing a lot of coaching and stuff. I coached the under 10s and stuff and, the, you know, like the younger lads, only on a fitness perspective, not in a, a football manner because I fucking, I can't give any judgment over on a football manner. I've got, like I said, that, that ability is not there. So, yeah, I do the fitness side for all and still in and around the club lots and, yeah, I'm really glad to be back there. Did you ever have a chance of signing for Leicester because were they your boyhood club? Yeah, I don't know about chances, but I think I was left bitter, you know, leaving at 14 because a lot of those lads that got the contracts never went on to play any football, do you know what I mean? And like I say, I think a lot of lads would benefit from doing what I did, you know, going out, seeing a bit of the real world. And Give you the younger. Yeah, 100%. I think I never thought I'd get back into the professional game, but I always thought I'd get a non-league team maybe, you know, National League maybe. So for me to be have that eye opener and uh, and see what it's what it's really about because all they've ever done is play football, and I think that's why mental health's come into it so much now because they get released at sixteen, seventeen. It's it's all they've ever known. Do you know what I mean? They they've got no qualifications most of them, and and I can understand it's because even when I got released at thirty six at Burn, I ain't got a clue what I was going to do. I was thinking, say, what what they talk about the PFA about the follow up. There ain't that many players that retire each year all it would take is a phone call say I know the courses are available they say they fund you but just for someone to say listen what what do you fancy doing we can help you do this and I've I spoke to Billy Jones about it as well he was in a similar position David Vaughan's done a course that he didn't end up following following up on so I can see that I was able to get that bit of the real world in me before I ended up going back yeah. into football which I think really helped me it is mad to think that so if you get released at 16 this day and age, kids are signing at eight, nine, ten year olds. Exactly. So everything going through school, that's all, that's all I've dreamed yeah. of, that's all I want to do. And then all of a sudden, Bosh. what the... F I see it now with, with the ones that are even 
bit older, 14, 15, 16, they think they're going to be professional footballers. It's, it, you might, it's still miles away. I think this, obviously don't think social media's helped. I think they're just watching what these amazing players are doing. It's just changed. We didn't see any of that, did we? Do you know what I mean? We were just trying to, just playing football, aren't we? Enjoying it and just Enjoying trying playing. to get as far as you can without all the, the highlights and stuff. So I speak to a lot of them now. A lot of, a lot of the lads that get released from Leicester end up, coming and doing my fitness sessions and going down court. It's a bit of a feeder club. And I spoke to a lot of them and just said my story. You can go again easily. Do you know what I mean? I said, I got picked up at 20. I said, and to be picked up at that age is, is, is mad now, especially at a club like crew. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the chances are still there. You never know who's watching. I always say that to all of the young lads. So, Best manager you played for? Um, I, I'd say all the way in a, in a freedom sense on the pitch but as a, as a man manager probably Mick I, used to, I just had that massive respect for him and uh, yeah he managed the, the squad brilliantly I thought best you've, practical joke you've ever pulled oh I'd pulled on you it's probably that that turd was one for me you know you never know <laughs> fucking hell I've still got the wash bag it's still got the stain on it I'm thinking yeah, I'll, I'll get it out soon do you know what I mean I'm trying to think of stuff you just want to put a pig's head in you locker oh yeah that was the kit man at Port like I say that time when we were in admin it was it was. I tell you what I tell you kick that off so we ended up he was the, a great kit man he fucking tell you what so we ended up putting um, I put dye in his washing machine he did all the white socks separately so I chucked a blue fucking dye tablet in his washing machine so all the socks come out blue can you imagine we were hiding laughing his heads off like so it was uh, yeah and then I come in one day opened it it's pig, pig's head with a fag in its mouth I was fucking honestly so we would go to that amount of detail to, to do stuff like that do you know what I mean but, is this yeah. the boxer was yeah. it yeah we've heard about him haven't he we? might be worth having on he's fucking gonna have some stories about the, the bolt uh, the Portsmouth lad to tell you <laughs> so uh, yeah he was fucking top man Kev if it, if it don't work out between uh, William and Kate and you know he has I a second he has a second stag do in Blackpool and he says oh you can you can bring three of your mates with you who you're taking they're sat here aren't they <laughs> <laughs> we're there lads don't we <laughs> we'll have a crack we'll, we'll do a podcast in Buckingham Palace can't we next time <laughs> cheers mate yeah thank and, you very much lovely venue as well you this, so is is this is my, I said that, didn't I? I've got to keep my head down around here. It's, uh, this is my local haunt. Uh, yeah, it's a, a great gaff if you ever fancy it. There's a few tribute bands. We can uh, stick up wigs on on that one weekend if you fancy it. <laughs> it has got a bit of a mole on rules for yeah. you, hasn't it? <laughs> it's a white horse. Yeah, white horse in corn. It's top gaff. I saw a video of you with Lionel Richie mask on. Yeah, we... Uh, giving it the big in. <laughs> Yeah, Elton John's you coming do it, I'm on a, Yeah, oh. didn't mind. Yeah, Elton John's on it. Coming Christmas, I think. <laughs> yeah, Crocodile Rock. Yeah, Crocodile. What else did they have? Uh, Ed Sheeran's been on. He's had some good gaffes, yeah, so. <laughs> Keep your eyes out. <laughs> Cheers, man. Yeah, Cheers. Thanks, Thanks, well, man. Enjoy it. Thanks, Thanks for having you. me on. Any stories from Blackpool? Any more stories? Oh, there, there was, I'll tell you what, there was one, that Liverpool game that was good. We all had a fucking sausage and egg meal on the way to Anfield and beat them. And I'll never forget, we were all burping sausage in the warm-up and fucking <laughs> Gerrard's pinging 50-yard balls off the floor that far and I'm thinking, what are we doing here? <laughs> McDonald's? Yeah, we all had a fucking... No, I, I did a few of the boxes at the game and I told the fans a story, they loved it, do you know what I mean? Because you can imagine, they think it's all like fucking pasta this and we literally... Gaffer's got on and said, do you want a breakfast? And we're like, we've had some. And I thought, is it a test here? I'm going, Mackie's. I went, go on then, I'll have a sausage and egg. So we all had a, because it was a half 12 kickoff. So we'd all had that at the, the ground. On the way to Banfield? Yeah, and we beat them, yeah. <laughs>
that just throws sports yeah, science exactly, out of the window? Exactly. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.